It's time for four hours of intellectually immature nonsense. What's this monkey business going on today? This is The Bailey Show. Okay, let's do this. The BS. Let's go, you dumb idiots. Which Bailey? I, I say I'm an idiot all the time if I screw up. Nikki D. She's Nikki D. She's an influencer. Hey. <laughs> Nelson. Classic Nelson. This choked when the pressure was on. Son of The Bailey Show. All right, here it is, a Friday, the 7th day of July, 2023. Thanks for being here. It's the BS presented by Sky River Casino, Elk Grove. My name's Jason Bailey right there. That is Nikki D. That is me. There's Nelson. Hello. I thought you were going to start the show with your gag ball in, Nikki. Uh, no, I was not because I already started choking and I almost threw up. I didn't want to start the show choking. <laughs> show choking. Yes, I did not. Uh, you look like it looked like it looked like it got stuck. No, because when I put it on, I had to take my key off first. Hear that? I didn't realize that keys when I purchased. <laughs> yeah. If you're wondering why we have gag balls, we're not too weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, relax. I don't, you don't need to die. We just started this thing. Uh, is we're gonna replace Uber Smart on Monday because Nelson's too lazy to go out and talk to people. And we're instead going to play a game called Chokey that I've been doing for a number of years. Some of you two peers remember. And uh, and uh, we'll start that on Monday Yeah, for tickets and whatnot. And it's going to be interesting. i got to figure out how to keep this thing in my mouth without dying. I, I, if memory serves, you're the only one. I've never played. <laughs> oh, I thought that used it. No, that was the other, other girl. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> that's Not on me. me. That's on me. Mm-hmm. All right, your phone number if you want to participate here in the next uh, four hours, 916-909-0985. You can also use that number to text us, text us at any time. Uh, messaging and data rates apply. We are on the Odyssey app. Get our podcast there. I know there's a little hiccup with yesterday's show, but that has been fixed uh, with the Jelly Roll conversation. That's all up there, ready to rock and roll and whatnot. Also, thebaileyshow.com and on social media, listen to the BS. That includes threads. That includes Facebook. That includes Instagram. That includes Twitter. And then on uh, the YouTube where you can get the full conversation, video conversation that I had with Jelly Roll at The Bailey Show. Uh, up there, so we'll give away the Uriah a favor A one Combat Twelve tickets at the end of this hour when we do Game of Tones. We have our special guest Catalina. Yep, she's coming in. That we work with. She's a nice young lady. I don't know exactly what she does, but I know she works very, very hard. I think we weren't supposed to say her name. I think. Well, I didn't say her name. I said Gretchen. <laughs> Gretchen. Gretchen. That's not Gretchen. Everybody wants to use alias. Yeah, I don't understand that. Is that like a Sacramento thing? I don't know. I think she wants us to call her Lena. Okay. Well, yeah. Lena. Yeah. Like Lena to like the left. Lean. Lena to the right. <laughs> Alina. Alina. That's like a garbage pail kid name. <laughs> Lena. Lena. Yeah, it is weird why people like this, especially the salespeople that come in and play. Like I, I've been doing this for a minute, and 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 you you want people to hear you as a human being like especially potential clients mm-hmm. and know it's you and what you're doing and oh okay i like this she's fun right oh. especially when you get you know associated with a program mm-hmm. and, and, and all that stuff and then they're, you're referred to often and right most likely i'll give you a nickname because i do that with everybody uh but no call me 
Cinnamon. Cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Huckleberry. <laughs> I'll be your Huckleberry. I don't want anybody to know who I am. Well, each to their own. Well, we just appreciate you helping us out. Uh, all right, so that's that. Also, we have the FBI stopping by today, uh, which is something that's been in the works for a while. The FBI here in Sacramento, we've uh, gone back and forth the last couple months. Actually, Nelson's been spearheading this, uh, where you know I, I've always had a in any market I've been in, done I had a good relationship with law enforcement. You know, I've sat on the board for Crime Stoppers in two different cities. Um, my wife is the head real estate agent for a program back in Atlanta, which pushed cops in in um, in houses and in, in bad parts of the anyway. So I'm a big fan of, of our boys and girls in blue. So the FBI thing came along, and I was like, well, that's different, but the FBI yeah. cases are really, really cool. So if, I was like, Nelson, if we can develop a relationship with the FBI and have them in every, like, once a month or something to talk about some of these cases. And we can get in. That's like CSI stuff. Yeah, we can dissect it, break it down, figure it out, yeah. solve a Scooby-Doo mystery. Yeah, well, that's what I, that's, it, truth be told, this is a me thing. Like, I, <laughs> anytime I hear the stories, I'm like, oh, here's what you need to do. Uh-huh. Like, they don't already know. Exactly. Right. This stupid radio guy's going, oh, this is what, <laughs> did you take the fingerprints? Did you? Ta- I saw long, they took the fingerprints. <laughs> I watch Criminal Minds. I know what's, did you take the private jet? Do you have the smart kid? <laughs> you know, so anyway, so that's uh, they'll be in uh, closer to five o'clock this weekend uh, at Hornet Stadium at Sac State. They are holding. This is the first time in the United States this is being held. Yes, it's the first time the and I've never heard this before. That's why I'm bringing it up. Homeless World Cup. Mm-hmm. So when I hear Homeless World Cup, I'm thinking, well, that's an interesting way to get them off the street. You know, that's you, what I thought initially when I read it, too. Like you just go into their tents and you grab them and say you're playing soccer this weekend. That's my first thought. I was like, a no. little, little aggressive, but interesting. You know, I don't think you can get beat up too bad on that, but that's not what's happening here. Not at all. The purpose of this tournament is to bring awareness of homelessness, mm-hmm. which I think we're all pretty aware of. I mean, I, I, don't, I know I'm aware, especially yes. being here. Not that I I didn't see people being homeless back in Atlanta, but here I am so aware. So uh, I guess we're going to bring more awareness to those. Highlight positive solutions, which is good, and celebrate the success of individuals working in teams to stabilize their lives. Now, this global event will feature nearly 500 athletes, a lot of athletes, Mm -hmm. on men's and women's teams representing 35 countries. That's 35 countries of homeless people. That's coming together, which right. I think is pretty neat. Well, hold on. That's what I thought. <laughs> Thirty. I'm like, oh, this. This is getting weird. Thirty five countries, mm-hmm. and they're just picking up all these homeless people in thirty five different countries, and they're bringing them to sec. It's like this is going to be weird. That's not the case. The case is, is these people are like just. I mean, some a year removed from homeless. Exactly. Yes. Right. And they found them, and they put them in a soccer tournament. I don't, did they find them and put them in a soccer tournament, or did these people sign up and say, I want to do this because I've been in this situation and I want to give back? I have no idea. Yeah, that's what I think happened. <laughs> the players will be housed no on the Sac State campus, uh, and they've either faced homelessness or been re- or refugees even. Yeah. Resources players will have access throughout the tournament will include on-site medical staff, social, mental health services, food, translators for players who don't speak English, and a team guide, so on and so forth. So here's the thing. First off, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck, and I'm not here to rain on your parade. I'm not. 
but I don't think you can call it a homeless World Cup. Why? Because they're not homeless. Like, I'm expecting to go out there and see homeless people playing soccer. Mm-hmm. You mean like people that are, are, are still maybe not even washed off and still dirty? Like, how do you know a person is homeless if they don't tell you? You see what I'm saying? You don't. You wouldn't know that people out here playing soccer were homeless even if they went and just grabbed them off the street if they didn't tell you. But that's how they should tee it up. They should say these are just people that are homeless throughout 35 different countries that want to play soccer this weekend. That's not even safe. <laughs> Those people that are actually homeless right now laying on a curb are probably not even in any shape to go play soccer. That's why it would be a cool tournament to watch. <laughs> no, it would not. That would be horrible to watch. And so it's sad. That's what I thought originally they were doing, and then I'm like, well, you're going to house them for a week? I was like, that's like dangling the carrot, dude. That's cold-blooded. <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, come out and play soccer. We're going to make some money. We're going to put you up in a nice place. Give you medical treatment, food, drink, clothes. <laughs> and then on the 15th, we're going to put you back in your tent or ship you back to your country where you can live in your box. Yeah, no. <laughs> no way. No. That would be so sad. They should call it the Once Was Homeless World uh, Cup. That's it's too little, long. It's a little chewy, yeah. Too long. <laughs> well, well, that's what I think. It doesn't matter. Right. Homeless World Cup, that's, that's it. We'll go out there and watch these guys and girls play. Curious. People love soccer. It brings them together. They do. Mm-hmm. wonder if they had any other sports in mind. I think it, I read that they said they chose soccer because it's like the world sport. Like, everybody can relate to it. Right. Unlike, I guess, American football or basketball or something like that. Don't call it American football. Call it football. <laughs> American football. Well, no. they call soccer football, no, no. so I was making sure I, I differentiated. I, I understand that, and they're wrong. It's We're in America. We play football. Then there's soccer. We don't have to play the game of football, football. And, and know all the lingo. We have football. We're football people. Mm. Well, That's regards, how we roll, red, white, re- and blue. America. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. You got it. I wrote your letter for you. You did. Yeah. So if you missed yesterday's program, Nikki D's having an issue with one of her neighbors. Shocker. Guy writes a letter. <laughs> Guy writes a letter. She's shocked that he wrote a letter. I read the letter. I'll read it again. We've agreed that she needs to respond with a handwritten letter, <laughs> which we've agreed that I wrote, write, mm-hmm. and I wrote it. You did. And you can read it here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Oh, that's sweet. Well, sweet. We got a text from, uh, I guess, a homeless guy that appreciated us bringing up the Homeless World Cup. Or it could be a gal. We don't really know. Or a girl. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, you're welcome. Not a problem. Bring attention to it. I guess he lives over by a dam or something, maybe in Folsom. Maybe. Good place to get water. <laughs> it was dry the other day when I went by there. The The dam was dry? Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a thing. I didn't see I think any if water. the dam's dry, we, we've got we some, got trouble. We got a lot I didn't of see tr- the water coming down like the last time. Well, it's not a... a well, the outside of the dam. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it was dry. There was no water Do you know how they down. work? Nope. You know, you know why there are dams? I know why they are dams. Yeah. Why? Why are they dams? To keep it from flooding. Okay, so the water's on the other side. Mm-hmm. Okay, just checking. Yesterday you were telling me about the 16th chapel. No, but sometimes <laughs> when you drive past the one in Folsom, you will see water coming down, gotcha. is what I'm saying. Well, he, this guy probably stopped it because he was getting wet. <laughs> and he only puts it on when he wants a shower, which is cool. But you're welcome, sir. And we appreciate you listening and laughing. He says he enjoys the program and he laughs all the time. So. That's what he said. Very interesting <laughs> stuff. 
All right. Uh, so Nikki D uh, once again has some issues with her neighbors. By the way, I, I don't make this up. I mean, I, you know, like there's a bit I'll embellish, you know, every once in a while, but. For the most part, what you hear is what you get. You know, I'll sink or swim with the with the content. I can't but, make this stuff. <laughs> I mean, this is like a, a reality show with her, and where she moves. She's like, I ain't moving where the white people are. I'm moving where my people are. And this is what happens, right? You got domestic violence to your right, and you got drippy drips from the top. So this guy uh, that lives above her in this apartment complex is dripping water down on her balcony, mm-hmm. and she's all upset. So she goes up there and she complains. You know, shocker. And the, the dude's friend answers the door, and he's a stoner. And he's just like, all right, bro, tell him you came up, man. It's like one of those things. And so she you know, she goes back downstairs. She's all mad because she can get to talk to the dude. And then the next day, she finds a handwritten letter, which out of all this, she's so blown away that there was a handwritten letter. He, absolutely. <laughs> he could have talked to me, man to woman, and we could have resolved the issue. Right, but he didn't. He, nope. sent, uh, he, 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 he sent a letter. By a pigeon. Hi, my name is Dylan. I like above you at 160. Sincerest apologies for the massive amount of water that accidentally joined onto your patio. My maternity bucket fell over unknowingly and joined onto your patio. I am taking every precaution scratched out. Let me write it again. Precaution. To make sure, hey Bill, how do you spell precaution? <laughs> to make sure this won't happen again. Sorry, Dylan. All right. Okay. And you asked yesterday. You said, "Hey, what what do we do? Mm-hmm. You know, what should you do?" And I said, "Well, you know, be cool about it. The guy's apologizing to you. Don't you know? I know you put up this, you know, the Nikki, the front, <laughs> the bubble, right. the wall. I was like, the guy's apologizing. You know, accidents happen. I guess something tipped over." So just write him a letter back acknowledging that you got the letter from apartment 160. Right. You know, because you're in 159. I am. Okay. So just, just so I, I told you I'd write it for you. Mm-hmm. I have it in front of me right here. I haven't looked at it yet, so I'm going to read it fresh off the press. Yeah, I, I, I gave her the option, Nelson. I said, <laughs> you can raw read it or you can read it beforehand. It doesn't really matter. Either way, it's a serious time. This, this is, is what serious. you. This is what you need to. Okay, go ahead. Hi, Dylan. My name is Nikki D, and I live downstairs from your floor. Yes, I think you've seen me before. Accidents happen, and they occur. I get it, sir. The thing is, your water is coming down on me and my chairs. That should make you care. So let's find a solution together. I suggest you stop altogether, no matter what the weather. Maybe move the plants inside to a room by a bed instead. The bottom line, dearest Dylan, I'm Nikki D. And if this doesn't stop, there might be some plant killing. I used to be buddies, friends. Oh, no, I want us to be buddies and friends. So let's go. (laughs) Hold on. Wait for it. Signed. 159. <laughs> <laughs> it started out as my name is Luca and then turned into a cat in a hat. <laughs> it's very Dr. Seuss, yeah. <laughs> I love the rhyming. <laughs> I think it took you about halfway through to realize that you were rhyming. No, I knew oh, I okay. was rhyming. <laughs> I was rhyming. <laughs> First one, you looked a little, a little confused. 
Huh. Hmm. You're right. Sir does rhyme with that. <laughs> That's weird. He didn't mean to do that. No, couldn't have been. Yeah, let's go to the next couldn't line. Couldn't have been on purpose. <laughs> I got it. So what do you think? That's good, huh? I think this is a great letter, and I hope he takes me serious, though. I hope he doesn't look at it and laugh and think I'm playing games with him. No, that's the thing is he's not. you're not going to watch him read it. I know. That's what I'm saying. Do, I ain't you're, know. That's the thing is your relationship now is strictly on papyrus. <laughs> papyrus. It's, it, is a, it is old school. My husband's been shipped off to Korea. We just write letters all the time. All right. I well. mean, that's, that's, that's the <laughs> world you're now entering once you return a letter. Okay. Well. So you'll never see Dylan. You don't I know. still haven't seen him. And you won't. I don't even know what he looks like. You're just going to start exchanging letters. Now, here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. In about eight months, you're going to be in a random place, <laughs> and you're going to run into Dylan, <laughs> and you guys are going to fall in love. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. no, 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 no. I, I don't no. think so. I think This <laughs> is the start of a great romantic movie. <laughs> and I should know, because I'm a romantic Oh, and you're a writer. And I'm a writer. <laughs> okay, got you. But I'm telling you, this is the start of a good, and I like a good rom-com. You've got mail, except you've got a letter. Yeah. Okay. It's something like that. It's like mm-hmm. it started, you're angry. I mean, the dude likes plants. How great is that? I mean, you know he's very yeah. passive. He's docile. He's caring. He's <laughs> not really gross. I don't like plants. I it can't doesn't matter what you alive. like. This is the kind of guy that you're not used to. Mm-hmm. This guy is very passive. Eats a lot of fruit. <laughs> I didn't you. see him growing anything. It doesn't matter. He just eats it. It's a delivery. <laughs> but this is a guy that you're going to run into in eight months, like at the grocery store. You mm-hmm. go to Safeway, right? I do. Okay. And you're going to be out there squeezing some melons. And he's going to, hey, what, how does that one feel? And you're going to strike up a conversation. And about three minutes into it, you're going to realize Dylan lives in 160. In 160. <laughs> and he's going to look at you, and you're going to look at him, and at the same time, you're going to be like, 160, 159? <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. We've been writing letters for the past eight months, and we've never seen each other. <laughs> I had no idea you're black. <laughs> <laughs> and see, that can go both ways. You could say that to him, and he could say that to you. Because... I'm almost certain he's not black. It's an ambidextrous comment. <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens. I'm going to slide the note. Do I do, I do it today or tomorrow? Because when I get home, it's going to be dark. So will that be creepy to put the note on there at nighttime? That's when you want to put it on. Because you want him to get it in the morning. Okay. Yeah. So put it on there tonight when I get home. It's when he said it's freshest, right before he wakes and bakes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully his brood roommate doesn't throw my letter away. No. I need to write on the on the outside of it two one sixty from one fifty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't do. write because you can't read my handwriting. Yeah. I'm you could tape a uh, a Werther's. That'd be nice. I don't have a Werther's. Oh. <laughs> I'm say that's always sweet. I like getting a piece of paper. There's a candy, hard candy tape to it. <laughs> How old is she though? Like. Right. Well, it's just a a nice grandma. It's a nice gesture. Delta does that for long flights. They give you a little bar of chocolate. 
Yeah, no. but not a hard Werther's original. <laughs> I mean, that's definitely giving 75-year-old vibes. Right. Butterscotch, one of those strawberries. <laughs> them cinnamons. <laughs> them hot cinnamon <laughs> balls. Oh, my yes. gosh. No. All right. Uh, first round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you why stamp prices are rising, and I'm going to give you an update on the Britney slap. All right. We'll get you all that here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Or no. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. All right, here we go. First round of headlines, Nikki D. If you still use stamps, then load up. H1. The USPS says the hike is needed to cover the cost of inflation and what they're calling a, quote, previously defective pricing model. So according to the Associated Press, uh, starting this Sunday, stamps are going to go up again in price from 63 cents to 66 cents. This is the second time this year that the price of stamps are rising. And the, basically the USPS says that this is happening because operating expenses are fueled by inflation. Most people are thinking like you don't still go out and you're not mailing stuff. You're not putting stamps on letter and things like that. But the post office is still booming with people sending packages and things of that nature. But if you are a person that uses stamps, go get some. I love me some stamps. What do you still put stamps on? Not much anymore, but when any anytime I get a chance to stamp something, <laughs> I don't mail anything. Oh my god, I have this thing for. So my my first wife got me out of sending all my bills. Like it was it was a religious experience for me twice a month. I really enjoyed it. I would sit down, I'd have all my bills. I mean, this was like two thousand four ish. I would keep all my receipts. I'd have my receipts. I'd have my register. You know, your checkbook mm-hmm. with your register and nothing was done online. Had a little calculator. The ones that had the receipt thing. And I would I would block out time like two hours to do this. My bills. I'd write my check. I'd put my check in my envelope with my return receipt thing. I'd lick it. I'd tape it. I would put the addresses on the back and then I would stamp it. And I got to tell you, it was glorious. And I don't do it much anymore, and I really miss it. You, you're doing your hand like you had some old school stamping mechanism. Stamps, now you just peel them off and no, put no, no, them no. on there. No, no, no. It's not that old school. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a peel and push stamp. So I did have a, a wax stamp, uh, thing that I put in the middle. I'm trying to think. The last time I purchased, <laughs> I, I know you're probably saying a joke that I don't get. <laughs> Go ahead. But the last time I even purchased stamps was when I was mailing out uh, prizes during the pandemic. I haven't bought a stamp since then. Yeah, you go in there and he's like, "Have you ever?" But if you go in there and you haven't bought a stamp in a while, and you go into like the post office and you ask for a roll of stamps or the grocery store, they'll come back at you and say, "Yeah, that's forty eight dollars, please," or whatever. It's a lot of money. Right. Yeah, and the prices just keep climbing, and I, I and that's how I bought them in books, the books of stamps. Yeah, nobody under. I mean, let's be honest. Nobody under the age of sixty uses stamps unless they have to. I bet you if I asked my daughter to send me a letter, she wouldn't have to do it. Well, there are people who mm. still send out Christmas cards. Uh, which is stupid. I, I hate <laughs> cards. The cards I hate. Card, I can't, it's weird. I love stamps, but I can't stand cards. Just, there's no way cares about them. You said, as soon as I get a card from somebody, I just put it in the trash. I keep it depending see, on the type of card it is for a little while, and then I doesn't matter. Away. I don't even open it up. I would see your wife as one to have like the the collection of Christmas cards every year. Well, because she's sweet, and I'm uh-huh. not. Right, right, <laughs> right. She well, she tries to stop me. That's why I, I get to the during Christmas or something. I get to the mailbox beforehand. And you take them and throw them away. I do all of them. 
Oh my god! Every wow. single one of them. I well, I, I I joke when I say I don't open them up. Of course, I open them up because there's money in there. <laughs> but I have no desire to see the picture that you took with your family just for the holidays. I don't care because you're going to post the same picture on Facebook. But you do. Why do I want to post your picture in my house? <laughs> that's the original the, Facebook. Wall. That's the dumbest thing. I, here. This is how arrogant we are. We're going to send you a picture of us, and we wanted we want you to put it in your house. You're a dick for doing that, in my opinion. But these are people that are actually your friends or that you're close to who are sending you a picture I of I don't them. care who you are. You, you could be the world's most beautiful woman. I don't want a picture of you and your family in my house. See, just yesterday you said, I don't want to send a text message to my friends. I want to talk to them and hear their voice. Exactly. Now you're saying you don't even want a picture of them, but uh, you want to talk to them? Y- yeah. It, it, I, instead, come to my house and we can hang out. You can stand where I would have put your card. How about that? But what if your friend dies and you took that last little picture you would have had of them and threw it in the trash? Well, it would be kind of fitting, right? No, it would not. You would feel bad. Because they're dead and so is the card. Oh, oh, no. oh my goodness. Oh. That's horrible. <laughs> That's horrible. Uh, Victor Webmanyama speaks out. H2. When uh, I was walking to some restaurant, we were in a hall. There was a a lot of people, people calling me, obviously. And there was one person who was calling me, and that person grabbed me from behind. According to TMZ, uh, they call him Wimby. So that's what I'm going to refer to when I talk about Victor. Um, He spoke out and said that his guard did not slap Brittany. He was walking. She tapped him on the shoulder. And basically what the bodyguard did was just, like, push her hand down. And when her hand, he pushed her hand down, she really hit herself in the face. So they have surveillance that they've looked at, and the police have um, released information that TMZ was able to obtain in a police report that says they are not going to press any charges against the security. Yeah, well, I don't think that's what happened. I just saw the video of what happened. Like, there's a video of somebody walking behind him. And for some reason, she's chasing this kid down. It's so mm-hmm. weird. And she, I heard the British accent in the video that I listened to. It's oh. so, like, the whole thing is just odd because she's such a bigger star than this kid. He's, 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 he's a nobody. He hasn't done anything. Uh, in the I wouldn't NBA. say that he's a nobody because I, I watched an interview that he sat down with Good Morning America with Robin and did, and he's like a 7'3", 19-year-old phenomenon. And he's even, I saw uh, him meeting LeBron's, like he's towering over LeBron's. Like this kid is a big deal even right now, and he hasn't played one NBA game yet. Yeah, but he's still not one of the he, biggest selling musical artists of he, the last 20 well, years. Well, no, he's not, but probably because of him being so unique is why she wanted to have a conversation with him or take a picture with him. Yeah, but he could turn out to be Ryan Leaf. Right. I, I mean, like, we, this is what we do. We put people on these pedestals and expect so much from them, and, you know, they're boom or bust. I, I wish nothing but the best. I'm not hating on the kid. It's just right now she's a bigger deal than he is, and for some reason, and, you know, 25 years older at least than he is, right. and she's, like, chasing him down in Vegas at a casino. Like, she separates from her own security it's just weird. It's not a good look. I mean, she's kind of weird, right? But it's yeah. it's just weird. And she goes up to him, and there's video of her like pushing her way through kind of his entourage and tapping him. And when it, it, it like happens simultaneously, like she goes to tap, mm-hmm. and her security guard, his left hand, kind of knocks it up, mm-hmm. and and then that's when the 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 quote unquote slap took place. And then she you know said whatever she said, and then she backed off, and she went out and got some food. 
Exactly. And that's that was the thing yesterday that had me baffled because they went and apologized. They had a conversation. So what made her then go fresh charges? I have no idea. Well, if they're smart, they'll they'll parlay this into the something publicity wise. Uh huh. I mean, I don't know what they would do like when he when he got drafted but by the Spurs. The Spurs. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, maybe, you know, he comes out and, and, and Brittany sings. She plays the halftime that first. She game. plays the half. I don't know if she does sings anymore, but she plays the halftime. She dances. For, she she's, definitely dances. Still. She, she's uh, she's front row. She's cheering on uh, <laughs> Wimbles, Wibbles, whatever. Victor. Victor Wimanyama. That's great. All right. I hope she can come out and give a speech, Governor. Yeah, come out her British accent. Uh, Maybe she can do uh, uh, God Save the Queen. Oh. <laughs> come out and do some Sex Pistols. Uh, pair of tickets for Uriah Faber's A1 Combat 12. Interested in that, huh? Hard Rock Live, Saturday, July 22nd, with a main event of Coin versus Juarez. So this is MMA stuff. I know all this week we've been giving away these tickets, and uh, just about every single person that's won has not been to an MMA uh, event, a fight, uh, and they're very excited about this. And you should because they're a blast. We're going to do Game of Tones. You can pick either your reigning Tony Tone Tone champion, that would be me, Nikki D, or our <laughs> special celebrity guest, <laughs> Lena, as she's going by. Mm-hmm. All right? But we need some players. 916-909-0985. The category this week is rock and roll, as today is National Rock and Roll Day. There you go, rock and roll. Noises, sounds, tones. Don't groan. I got a new rock, and I'm on a rock stage. (sighs) The worst day ever. Uh, Noises, sounds, tones, (laughs) if you will. That's what we have to do. All right, line it up. Like to see that. We'll do Game of Tones here next. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Oh, 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 I know that sound. Hear ye, hear ye. Dost thou knowest thy sounds? Then venture forth to engage in a spirited competition of Game of Toes. Welcome back. It's the BS. We are presented by Sky River Casino, Elk Grove. Sky is the limit. My name is Jason Bailey. Thanks for listening. Right there, that's Nikki D. There is Nelson. Our special celebrity guest is Lena. Hello, hello. Hey, Lena. What is your title, Lena? Um, regional Promotions Coordinator. Regional Here Promotions Coordinator. Yes. And one thing that I know about Lena, other than that she's very talented and very smart, is she likes to swim. Thank you. She likes to swim. Every time I talk to her going into a weekend, what are you doing? I'm swimming. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to swim. I live in the pool. Lives in the pool. All right. Uh, so we got a pair of tickets to Uriah Favors A1 Combat 12. It's at the Hard Rock Live, Saturday, July 22nd. That's what's up for grabs. We're going to get some players here for Game of Tones. We've got Les in sack. Les, you're getting Lena, all right? Sounds good to me. Hey, bro, I think that's a good pick. I, I, you know, I know we have our celebrity guests that come in here every Friday, but I got a feeling about Lena today. All right, so hang on. <laughs> yep. Don't go anywhere. And uh, Richard in sack, you're getting Nikki D, all right? Hi, guys. Yeah, Nikki D, that's my girl. That's your girl. Okay, I got a feeling she's coming in second place. <laughs> Good feeling about today. And there's Keith and Sack. You're stuck with the reigning world heavyweight Tony Tone Tone, world heavyweight champion of America, the world. Two times <laughs> over, you've got the Tony Tone Tone. Yeah, double, double. double. And you're going for your Tony Tone. Yes. So that's what you got, Keith. I'll take it. Yeah, I know. I I'll would, too. It. I'll take it. <laughs> All right, buzz in sounds, our guest, Lena. Boom. All right, I need, I need you to be... Nelson's got to be able to hear. I need you to give me a boom. Boom. 
Yeah, there, get your hands <laughs> more get, in, get involved. <laughs> Boom. All right, All right, I want to win this. Yes, and Nikki D. Faith. All right, and I've got a woo. All right, the category woo. is is rock and roll, as today is the national day of rock and roll. Okay, here we go. For two points, your first tone. Faith. Ooh, that's Bailey by a nose. Wow. Wow. There's always a wow. Wow. You know what? Go ahead. This is Don't Stop Believing. Okay. And by? By Journey. And there we go. Woo! Go ahead. Tell me to go ahead. Like I don't know this song. Note to self, don't do that again. <laughs> that's what you get for being a smart ass and a gentleman. Damn, what in it? Sorry, dude. Like, I got a player and I'm sitting here trying to be too cool for the room. Dude. What How idiot. about this tone. The other kids make fun of him because of how young he looks. Nobody includes him. They call him the narc behind his back. Who? Bailey? Almost famous? And that would be correct. Ooh, what? Yeah. Where you at, Lena? I, I'm going to get in there somewhere. Come on. I know it. That know was it. a tough one. That, that was, that, that, that was, was going to get easier as the, the tone went on. I apologize. That's all right. How about this tone? You know, we, we, you, know, we, we, you got to buy one more dog. You got Whoa. 13. Bailey. That it. What are you looking for? The show or the guy? I'm looking for the show. Uh, that is um, Meet uh, the Osbournes. There you go. Oh. Wow. I wasn't here that good. Cleaning up. How about this tone? Boost. Bailey. Dang, I didn't, we didn't even hear it. I know. All he did was take a breath. Without hearing it again. Go ahead. Five, four, three. Oh, rock star. Rock star. Up, up. She's up. She's up. You got a woman after the five. I wooed. I got a No, my time wasn't even up. Go ahead. Don't cheat. Go ahead. That was Rockstar. By? By Nickelback. <laughs> what are you doing? He's so overconfident right now because he's riding on two full Tony Tone tones. Here's the thing. That, <laughs> that, that one I would here. protest a little bit. But okay. that's okay. I don't want to go stand in the streets and block traffic. <laughs> How about this tone for two points? Boo! Bailey. Five. Do you want it? No. <laughs> I for, I, now I forgot I forgot the tone. Wait, what sound did you say? Did you say my sound? Boom? No, I said oh. woo. Oh, okay. Anybody can get in. Okay. He's got four more seconds and he can get back in. Oh my God, why can't I know this right now? Everybody's I'm open. getting ready to sing. Uh-huh. I can tell you that part. What's the song? You're going to kill yourself when you like, hear this. Oh, nope. whoa. God, a Bailey. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay, but can you give it under the bridge? And there we are. What an idiot. I got to <laughs> get out of it. I'm like, still back in the Nickelback stuff. You gave her too many, gave her too many extra Hey, I'm going to take my points. Come on, Lena. It's, it's tied up four piece. Lena <laughs> zero. I got to catch up. Boom. You remember it's boom, right? Yes. Okay, you say boom when you know the tone. So how about I haven't known. How about this tone? Did you ever look at someone else? Faith. Nikki D. Oh my Five, God, that's a reality TV show. Four, um, three, um, two, uh, Rock of Love. One. That would be incorrect. <laughs> Good guess. You know what the sickest thing is about you, little man? You fantasize about being somebody else, singing somebody else's songs. Oh, maybe if I get really lucky, I'll get. Oh, whoa! 
Bailey? That is a rock star. The movie. That would be correct. Oh, I, I thought that's what it was TV at the beginning. Stand up and shout! Yeah, exactly. Like, that's Steel Dragon. I know it. <laughs> How about this tone? Babe. Nikki D. Party, party like a rock star. Bye. You guys are too fast. Oh, my too fast. Told you. Four. Three. Two. I know this. One. Oh, my God. Whoa. Uh, whoa. <laughs> Bailey. Ooh. I rem- I, <laughs> I want to say Lil Wayne's on this. Oh, well, the remix would have Lil Wayne. This is actually the original song by the Shop Boys. Oh. Shop Boys. Oh. There, was, there was it was Lil Wayne, oh. and there was a there was a there was a rocker on it too. I thought that was too many people, so I didn't grab that one because I didn't want to have to hold everyone to like six names. That's the one that that alt stations played. Uh-huh, right, because there's right. a rock star yeah, on it. There's a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> How about? This tone. Now, a motion picture so grand, so magnificent, and so vast, it spans 7,000 years. No way. Hey! <gasps> Nikki D. Wayne's World. Oh, that's incorrect. Well, uh, Bailey? Uh, that is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And that would be the Excellent hey! Adventure of Bill and Ted, yes. What up? <laughs> Come on, Lena. We're, you know what? We're not going to buzz in this one. This is all Lena's. Oh, I'm scared. Here we go. Here we go. How about this tone, Lena? Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. I got it. Woo. Bailey. (laughs) We weren't buzzing. Uh, Last resort, Papa Roach. And that would be correct, yes. I was familiar with the song, but I wasn't familiar with the... He just texted me, actually. If you're listening, there you go, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, that's for you, Jacoby. How about this tone? Babe. Bailey. That's Back to the Future. And that would be correct. <gasps> Your cousin Marvin. Marvin Barry. Barry. <laughs> right. Just in case anyone didn't get the reference <laughs> even back then. How about this tone for two points? Babe. Nikki D. Nope. You're not going to get it. <laughs> I got you. Five, four, is three, two, one. the Tiger? Nope. That Woo. is not the Tiger, Bailey. That is you two. And? That is um four, three. Two. With or without you? Wow. By yeah. a, a beat, you got it. By a, a beat. beat. I thought it was I Have the Tiger too. I did too. <laughs> I just wanted to speed the game up. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it, sweetheart. How about this tone? I told Big John, go Woo! with me. Bailey. What's that you said before? Rock of Love? Yeah, that's the answer. Oh, my gosh. By the way, Big John... Hope he's doing well. He had some major surgery just recently. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Has had some problems. So, good guess before that. Dang, that was a good guess yeah. at the wrong time. <laughs> How about this tone? Faith. Whoa. That'd be Nikki D. All right. Ding, ding, ding. Five. Ding, 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 four. You're not under pressure. Under pressure. Okay, bye. Nope. Not happening. Um. Five. Because <laughs> we're not going to get it right. I'm telling Three, you right now. Two. The, the Beastie Boys. Yep. <laughs> Whoa. White way off Bailey. David Bowie. Oh, you also want Freddie Mercury? I want, yes. I Well, it's technically. Freddie Mercury, David Bowie. It is. Not that. Close. Anybody else? What? The, oh, it's a whole bunch of people? Well, it's technically accredited to. You can guess now. Queen and David Bowie? There you go. 
Oh, I should have said that. Queen and David Bowie. I don't know about all that. I promise you that the song is accredited Queen to David Queen Bowie. and David Bowie. Uh, I don't know about all that. You go look at The man is up 70,000 points. He wants to question me on this point. Uh, I don't know. Come on, Lena. I'm not winning unless you win. <laughs> You're too good at this, Bailey. I don't think that's how it works. Come on, Lena. How about... This tone for Rock and Roll Day. Part of our final hurrah, we have a special segment called Getting to Know Your Armed Assailant. Now, we have Chaz oh. Darby Whoa. here. Bailey. That is Airheads. And that would be correct. You ever seen Airheads? Yeah, me. It's a really good rock movie. <laughs> me He's got Brendan Fraser before he goes off the My don't name worry about is Ventoya. Prepare to die. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I feel like an airhead right now. Oh. No, this one's you, Lena. Here, step back. She just shakes right. her head. I don't know. I got you. Woo. <laughs> Nirvana me, smells like teen spirit. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Come on, Lena. Lena, how about for us this tone here? Piano man, front and center. What's your name? Lawrence. Lawrence, you ever played keyboards? Any techno? No, I only right. got it. School okay. rock. Right. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Right. Today Come on, is not Lena. my day. Today is not my day. This is Lena time right now. It's your day. It is your day. <laughs> How about this tone for two points? All right, I got faith. you. Oh. oh, Nikki D. Ooh, gotta have faith. Nope. Ooh, gotcha. Well, I mean, nope, 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 nope. We've no, no. always given nope. points when you give too much, too many words. I've faith. told you time and time again faith? that's not how that works. Okay. It has to be the title of the song. Okay. Even if the the is not there. Got it. So I have to buzz you on that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, the faith. title is Faith. Okay. Bye. Which I say it. No, you said you've got to have After faith. After the fact, I, I said, is it just faith? But go ahead. Doesn't matter. You'd already said the wrong answer. Well, you've, fine. Is it just faith is not the title either. <laughs> okay. Uh, Limp Bizkit and would, be, would be correct. But you know what? Because that guy's not that great at his job, I want to give you two points. It's too late. I already gave them to you. Don't worry about it. You can take two points. I don't want your two points. Give, I don't give, want your two points. Give Lena five for me, too. Oh. i got some to spare. Magnanimous. <laughs> How about this tone? Woo. Faith. Yep, go ahead, Nikki. Five. <laughs> oh, I know this song, Sweet Child of Mine. And by? Mm, it was by Guns N' Roses. There you go! I'm actually disappointed I didn't know that one. <laughs> Last one. If Lena gets this. <laughs> how many points do I have? You have 19. 19. Oh, my yeah. God. She has zero. Okay. Last one. If <laughs> Lena yeah, gets this. five. The- he just donated five. <laughs> If Lena gets this one, it's for 18 points. Nice. Okay, here we go. (laughs) What do I want to do? So much pressure. Play like, do you just have drums or something? I thought about that, but I didn't know that would be a good one. I thought about that. How about this tone? Sorry, I'm late. Again. All right. Now, will you please tell me why you're not playing any instruments? I want to give the audience a song that they Boom. can Bailey. Right? Bailey. No, that's Lena. Oh, so excuse me. Do- Lena. Oh, you said boom. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Lena. Queen. And that would be... Faith. <laughs> well, I mean, the... <laughs> Nikki D. Uh, Austin Powers. No, it's... Austin. What? What is it called? Freddie? 
It's not. Mercury. It's not. Queen Freddie Mercury it's biopic. It's not. Biggest Queen oh, song. Oh, that's right. Faith. Say Bohemian Rap City? <laughs> <laughs> close enough! It's close enough! <laughs> the, the best part of that is I'm whispering to her across the room while there's a live mic in front of me and she takes her headphones off. <laughs> to hear. <laughs> oh my God. That was the best part. Okay, so where did we end up here? 19? I have 18 points. You have 18. I have 19. <laughs> you, you have 19. Have... I have eight. She has one. She has got 18. <laughs> uh, last one was 18 points. So nicely done. So this I... makes me a triple? No, you're no. a Tony Tone a Tony now. Tone. Next week will be a triple Tony Tone Tone. Lena, so this... next week we put your picture up holding the belt if you win. Lena, this is what she could have. I know. Do I get the award of like... The, the worst guest? No. no. <laughs> Technically, yes. Uh, yeah, I think. Technically, uh, yes. Her and Charlie are tied. No, Charlie got two. Charlie's always gotten two. Okay. So the question is, I hold something? do you want to come back and try again at some point? Yes. We would love to have you. Huh. Yes. Nelson to do a better category next time. That'll, yes, Nelson. That'll help you. Do better next time. Actually, I thought this was probably the best week you've ever done. Thank you. The questions were, what I liked about it is they weren't all songs. Uh-huh. I like that. I thought that was a good move. Thank you. So you did good. Don't listen to that. I appreciate that. I mean, I needed that today. Do, if it were national, we if it yes. were national, I was a big deal in R&B in 1994 week. I'd play a lot of Stevie B. She would, you know, be yeah. all over yeah. like <laughs> exhibit or <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back. Don't Next, worry. Don't Didn't scare me away. That's five, six. <laughs> SWV, I think. Yes. He's going to always say something she crazy yes. and off. SWV, I listen to SWV. That, you know? Yeah, TLC. In Volvo. Oh whatever God. their names are. In Vogue. In Volvo. <laughs> In Vogue. In Volvo! Oh, gosh. Get it right. If you're going to say it, say it right. In Volvo. In Vogue. It's What's pronounced. it going to be? No. Now that I know it bothers you, oh, my God, you let me see you sweat. I'm going to poke all the time now. Ugh. It's in sweat. Volvo all the time. No, it's I not. I believe it's pronounced Volva. In Volva. <laughs> oh, you're getting in on this now, <laughs> Okay. Count your days. Oh, no. Count your days. <laughs> All right. Lena, thank you so much. Oh, where's our winner? Oh. Thank you. Hey, Keith, you got those tickets to your ride favors, A1 Combat 12 of the Hard Rock Live, Saturday, July 22nd, all right? Attaboy. Quit giving away points. I know. <laughs> it didn't matter. It didn't matter, Keith. Relax. Yeah, I see. She's, she's upset. She's upset. She's upset. She's upset. Got to stop picking on her for about five minutes. Let her cool down. She's all mad now. I'm not mad. Keith, you have a great weekend, brother. Hang on. Don't go anywhere. Everybody else, thanks for listening. It's not you. She's going to pay back anyway. She's going to take out all her frustrations on you and me on me. Nah, we got to sit through the next three hours for being mean, grumpy. (laughs) (laughs) And every time I hear it, in Volvo, in Volvo, just going to keep doing it. (laughs) Do it until you cry. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. Uh, all right. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You're Thank great. You. Thank you. Thank you for having me and inviting me. I'll be back. Uh, when course, we come re- on back. When <laughs> we return, there is uh, a name, celebrity that you know, that decided it was a good idea to get his girlfriend's face tattooed on his body. Oh, an idiot. And where <laughs> on his body is a, without even... 
talking to this guy or any guy, it's a regret. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so we'll tell you that is here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. All right, let's talk to Heather in Auburn. How are you, Heather? Hey, I'm good. Good. What can we do for you? Um, I was wondering if I could donate a trophy to you guys for your game of tones for, you know, whoever wins it. Um, gets to have it on their desk. Do you work at a trophy shop? Yeah, in Auburn. Oh, very cool. What's it called? What's the name? Uh, Auburn Trophies. <laughs> That's a good name for it. <laughs> That's really sweet of you, Heather. What, what, what kind of trophy are you thinking of? Um, we've got so many. Um, I could email you a couple options, but um, just something that looks nice on a desk. Okay. Like a little cup, a little person on top. Actually, logo. actually let, let's do this, Heather, because it's such a, a nice gesture. Very, very sweet gesture. Uh, we would like to accept the offer, and if it's cool with you, let you pick what you think the trophy for Game of Tone should be. And so... Yeah, whenever, you know, we post pictures and stuff, we can say thanks to Auburn Trophy and Heather and Heather designed it. That would be she, awesome. She did everything and if you if uh if you hang oh well if you get a hold of us on social media, we'll we'll send you over our logo. Actually you're getting a new logo, so we could do all Perfect. that stuff. Yeah, cool. That'd be awesome. All right. Well, uh Just reach send out us an inbox on listen to the BS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At listen to the BS. Uh, send us an inbox. DM us, okay? Always. All right, you're awesome. Thank, Thank you, you, Heather. That's sweet. Have a good one. You too. you too. All right, that's nice. Right. Isn't it? Yeah. Figure we should just give, you know let her do it. Just in time with the new logo too, because the belt's gonna have that's got the old logo. <laughs> that's right. I didn't even think about it. I didn't until you just when you said that I go oh I know I was finalizing it today with my guy. He was like, do you want the the there? And I was like, he goes, I don't like it. And I was like, I don't like it either. So it looks really <laughs> cool the one you were showing me. Yeah, that's the one we're gonna go with anyway. All right, so that's very nice. Thank you to Auburn Trophy and thank you to Heather. It was very very sweet. Of uh, of her to think of us like that, Dennis Rodman. I've always liked Dennis Rodman. I always thought he was cool. Mm-hmm. I've always thought he was just so out there. That's what made him cool. It made him different. I mean, you know, when he joined the Bulls and with Jordan and Grant and Pippen and Armstrong and Pax and all those guys back in the day, day he just you know brought color to the team. He was like the bad boy, mm-hmm. you know. And and you kind of like there was once a time where you kind of you like the bad boy because. Most people tried not to be the bad boy. Now everybody's kind of a dick. Right. You know, so everybody's a bad boy. Uh, social media, TikTok, that's what, uh, you know, all these kids are doing these stunts and they're just mean. So a guy go up to uh, some kid, go up to, because they don't think the guy, no one's going to punch him. And they don't because of the day and age we live in. But, you know, the, this middle aged guy was listening to something on his phone, with his headphones, and this TikTok dude goes up to him and just cuts his cuts the cord. <gasps> No, oh. you know and the guy's like, "What are you doing?" You know, I, I mean, I would just would have hit the kid. I would have mm-hmm. too. My reflex is bad. But he was like, "What are you doing?" You know, so there's this conversation. The guy gets all the videos, so he gets all the likes. And then you get all the the dimwits and the dummies out on social media. <laughs> it's cool, man. What you doing? You know, it's just we've we've lost touch. Dennis Rodman, like a Bill Lambeer with the Detroit Pistons back in the day, they were bad boys. They stood out. It was cool. John McEnroe in tennis, a bad mm-hmm. boy. Um. Uh, Jim McMahon, the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, 1985, right? Uh, the Super Bowl shuffle and all that right. good stuff with sweetness. He was the bad boy. Why was he the bad boy? Because he wore sunglasses. Oh, no. That's all you had to do to be bad? That's, all, yeah. That's all you had to do. Yeah, progressively, it got worse as you go through the years yeah, go by. It did. You know? What was the linebacker for the Seattle Seahawks? Brian. Um, Erlacher. No, no. no oh, this oh, is before Erlacher. 
uh, he he did like one or two movies, which are actually pretty good. Anyway, he he was a bad boy because mm-hmm. you know side of his head was shaved. He was a badass, you know. So anyway, Dennis Rodman, the bad boy, once bad boy, he goes to Black Ink's uh, Black Ink Crew's Van Johnson, uh, the tattoo place, and he gets his girlfriend's face tattooed. On his face. Oh, not his face. That's too much. That is too much. You get tattoos that you're not going to have to eventually cover up. You don't do people's names, and you don't do girlfriends, boyfriends' faces. You do, like, if you're going to do a face, your grandma or somebody like that. You don't just you just do not do a face, man. It's so, all you can do really is lose with some a face. Some faces look really good. I've I seen know. some really nice face yeah. ones on the arm, not on your own face, though. I, I don't mind a, a face. Like, grandma. Yeah. yeah. Grandma's face or God's face or something like that. Your mom, your dad, your child. Yes, your your dog. Okay, or a dog. Yeah, but... Not a girlfriend. Girlfriend. Not a wifey. Mm. Girlfriends are the equivalent of leasing an apartment versus (gasps) buying a house. Right. Right? You really enjoy living there, but you know in a year... You can get out. Mm-hmm. Right? You can go. So so it's a, it's the same thing. You're dumb, dumb. Maybe now, forever. Now, for tattoo artists, do you think they should, and I we don't know if they did or not, but do you think they should talk to them and go, like, you sure about this? Absolutely. I mean, a good artist will double check at least with you. Like, are you certain you really want to do this? Do they, though? Or are they saying, okay, I think this is a great idea. It costs $3,000. Well, I mean, it's I their guess job. They're there to make money. Why would they talk themselves out of money? Well, because it looks bad. I think there's an ethics. Tattoo artists have ethics. Yeah, they do. They're, I mean, they're they're artists. You know, they don't get enough credit for what they do. They 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 are artists. And the tattoo artists that I've known, and I'm still looking for one here in Roseville. But the the tattoo artists that I've known, they do. They they're they have ethics. They have morals. And they're like, no, I'm not going to do that. Now they'll also give you a receipt. And you know what the tattoo artist's receipt is for somebody that comes in as being an ass jack. They put like something special cryptic thing in your tattoo. Penis. Like a penis. That, no, that's what that is. They put, okay. they, they, they put secret penises. I remember hearing that. Like like Disney clowns. You know, they put yeah, secret penises good. in your tattoo. That's a true story. Sounds like a local band. Any, what? Secret penises. <laughs> I think I saw those guys. Yeah, they were awesome. Yeah, they were downtown Roseville. The, the Hard Rock. <laughs> the Hard Rock secret um, penis. So, uh... Yeah, I, I think Rodman's going to regret it. And you, and you can't, you know, the, the laser thing. My wife has a, a, a big tattoo on her back, and she's getting it, or she was, I don't know if she's anymore, but she's getting it removed. And that takes a minute oh, to I do Oh, I thought that. she was covering it up. She, I don't know what she's doing. But. A lot of times you'll do laser <laughs> and then cover it up, like because a laser won't always remove everything. But it leaves that scar in that looks really funny. My, I think it, my aunt got one removed off her boob. I'm sure that's what that was. And now it's just scarring there. What'd she get on her weird. boob? I don't know what it was. I've uh, never I, even asked her. I guarantee I know what it was. What? It was like a cat print. Right. That's exactly oh, what been. I was thinking. Paw print or something like that. It could have been because she used to that, be a stripper. That, okay. That, yep. That's the, that's the sure, then. <laughs> Either that or an ATM slot. <laughs> Or some man's name she was dating Cha-ching. or something. Yeah, nah, it's that's that's the thing. The, name usually goes on the neck for a stripper. Yes. Does it? The boyfriend's neck, yep. It's always like the boyfriend or whatever. I, I, I've learned uh, living here now for about five months, like 90% of the female population in California has giant tattoos all over their legs. Like you can't mm. be a female in California without giant tattoos on your legs. I think tattoos are just taking over for everybody, like women and men. Thank they God. got sleeves. A lot of women have the sleeves now. They have them everywhere. 
Yeah, and, and I like, I mean, I wish I had the balls to get some more tattoos, like I see, but I'm seeing like older guys. Maybe they're not older. Maybe they, you know, whatever. But, you know, they, <laughs> like, you go to the boomers, and the only people in the boomer generation that got tattoos were those in the military. Or bikers. Yep. Or, or bikers. bikers. Which, back then, they were members of the military, because that's, like, how the Hell's Angels started. They were ex-military. But it would be, like, kind of, it wouldn't be a sleeve. It would be simplistic, uh-huh. you know, heart, mom, arrow, knife, right. something flag. like that. Snake of some kind. Snake, right. flag, or, or some. You know, my uncle had one on his forearm. He was in the Navy and an mm-hmm. anchor. They get anchors, yep. You know, all that kind of stuff. So it's progressed, and then Generation X, we were the kings and queens, more the kings, the guys did this. It was like, where are you going to get a tattoo? Well, we were cautious. I, I do not have it here, but let's get it on our ankle. So Generation <laughs> X guys, ankle was the go-to place yeah, for the tattoo. Yeah, that's right. I never put that together, but now that you say that, I know plenty of Gen Xers that have it right there. Ankles, and if you had an, if you had calves, you could get it on your calf. Yes. So then what generation was that barbed wire? That was Gen... That was... Tail end of Gen X into millennials. Because everybody had those around their arms. Yeah, and tribal was the same way with the barbed <laughs> that wire. That was early 2000s, okay. mid-2000s, okay. yes. That, that was the dumb, dumb move, because I'm sitting here going... <laughs> Guys, you do realize that right now, yes, that barbed wire stretch. <laughs> oh my god! But Just give going your, all around that muscle. Give yourself only fifteen years. <laughs> I'm going to be able to jump over that barbed wire. <laughs> it's, like, it's hanging a little bit. Don't look like a jump rope. <laughs> I, I, I remember. I, I worked at another 98 Rock in Tampa, and uh, the program director was actually my old intern. And uh, he, you know, he was young and hungry and, and passionate and he wanted to you know, change the world, you know, put his thumb like most young managers in this business. They want to put their thumbprint on the business. And he comes in and he changes a heritage logo because mm-hmm. this, this rock station has been around for a very long time, just like our rock station. And uh, and he comes in and he changes. It needed to be updated. There's no doubt about it. So there, there's no other radio station with this logo. And I go into his office and he goes, what do you think? And he, sh- he shows me this proof on a piece of paper. Oh. And it's the tribal tattoo <laughs> with the Tampa Bay Bucks colors. Oh, my God. And yes. The font's cool, but it's the tribal. They still to this day have it. And every time I see it like on social media, I just remember that meeting. I saw it before it was a thing. And I go, dude. No, don't do it. It's, Did it. it. You just rebranded a radio station with a trend that people will hate that they have their tribal tattoo. Like, it's like a tramp stamp. It's exactly what that is. Oh my God. So. Do you remember, I? there was a 40% chance at one point that I almost had your face tattooed to my body. Do you remember that? I do not. We were both, it was when we first met, and I really wanted a job in radio bad, and we were both drunk at that event we were at. Yeah, Miami and in Miami, had there been a tattoo parlor within a mile of where we were at, I would have gotten your face tattooed to me because you said, "Jesus, man, I'll call my agent today and I'll get you hired." I'm like, "Let's go! I need to get paid." <laughs> yeah, we almost left the hotel to do that. I said that. Huh? Yeah, you did. what <laughs> I said that. Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. I'm really happy you didn't do that. I'm now, too, based on that reaction. I, re- I, I would have felt really I bad. I would have little. I wouldn't have got a gigantic version of it. But oh, We did a bit one time, this kid. I, I forget the whole setup. But anyway, he ended up, he, he was like, he loved 90s. Like the 90s. And he's like 20-some years old. And we did this bit, and he ends up getting the tattoo of the actor in Con Air, the blonde, at the end that has like two words. Okay. Really? 
And we get a hold of the guy. I forget his name. We get a hold of the guy. He comes on, and I ask him to send me pictures that no one's seen. <laughs> he sends me so he gets this picture like it's it's goofy, but he adds the show name, which is of course now defunct. Exactly. And I told I said don't do it. I I don't like listeners getting radio show because radio cool. shows come and go. They go away. <laughs> But he did it anyway. Don't do it. <laughs> On air. It was a nice set, too, though. No, I told him, don't Good do work. it. Don't do it. Anyway. All right. Second round of headlines, and then we'll talk to the FBI. I'm going to tell you why eating plastic may soon be cool and why a robber is being laughed at. All right. We'll get you all that. Get learned here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. 98 Rock. The BS. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. funny because this place doesn't really have a green room uh-huh. <laughs> so we have some guests coming in which i guess is unusual for this place for right. some reason and uh but everybody's very nice and you know it's like hey you got people you know here waiting for you i was like oh yeah it's the fbi mm-hmm. and they're like why why <laughs> <laughs> so I, as soon as i saw their expression in their faces when i said that i was like yeah yeah just don't ask them any questions just <laughs> So they think that we're in trouble. Oh, God. Uh, All right. uh, What is this? Second round of headlines? Second round. All right. Go ahead, please. Would you like to have your chips and eat the bag, too? H3. This goo can be made into a plastic-like film that can cover all kinds of food. And you can eat it. According to Science.com, scientists in China are promising to revolutionize the packaging industry. And what they're proposing is to have uh, packaging be edible. Uh, So say you have cheese or if you have chips, something that's like a one-time use. They're trying to put together these materials. Some of it is made of seaweed. Um, In the audio that I played, it was like this clear goop that they can form that looks like plastic, but you can actually eat it. Yeah, but how do you distribute it? See, that's why doesn't it break down? No, no, no. But I'm talking about it's going to be gross and like if you drink out of a Coke can without cleaning it first, I think that's disgusting. Oh, yeah. If you don't wash your fruit before you eat it, I think that's disgusting. So if they're, I mean, because it's dirty, right? Somebody's mm-hmm. handled it, touched it with their hands. It's been, you know, you go to the, the grocery store, all the produce and the fruits out there, people put their fingers in it. You know, you got to wash it off. So if they're going to do this with food and you can eat, like, say, the bag of chips. Yes. The, it's got to be distributed oh. somehow that's going to have to be in a bag, which is try, what they're trying to avoid. I don't think that they're going to put sense. it in the bag. Like the videos I watched, the way that they, they're forming it up, it looks like the shell is still going to be hard so that it won't break down or melt because it's not actually hard plastic. It looks like it's holding up. And this is still like in the testing phase of things, but it's going to be like anything else. Like you said with a soda can, when you get it, if you're going to choose to eat the outside, you want to wash it. I mm. wouldn't eat it. But you can't wash the whole thing, especially something like that. If it's made of seaweed, it's probably going to – be disgusting. I don't know. They're working it out. What I, I don't like it. That's stupid. <laughs> they may figure it out. I mean, with flying cars, they could figure it out. Oh, if they have flying cars, they can. You can eat your bag of you chips. You can eat your bag of chips. Like yes. Your, not bag of chips, but bag bag of chips. <laughs> yeah. Right. Gotcha. So, the only thing uh, that's a hard pass on me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this, this is something that I probably would look into. Like maybe baked goods. If they had some kind of way that they figured out how to wrap up the baked goods, and you could just eat the whole thing together. I think that may not be bad. What you if know? you could eat the entire pizza box with the pizza inside? No. Oh, talk about Why is that different? Crust. Because that's like gross. That sounds it, gross. But the pizza box is made of gingerbread. 
I don't know. <laughs> no. It's not a good sell. Nah, I don't want garlic that. <laughs> so, like, garlic gingerbread. There you go. Now, that, now I'm, I'm bored. I'm full from two slices of pizza. I can't eat the box too. Uh, all right, uh, second one. Go ahead. When robbing goes wrong, just get a job. H4. When no one else moves, he turns and walks out the door. <laughs> this is according to TMZ. This idiot in Atlanta walks into a nail shop and he has this bag with him and he points it at people to act like he has a gun and he starts demanding money. Now, initially, you see the uh, the guy at the, behind the cash register. He looks scared, but it's like something clicked in his mind to say, don't show him fear. So all of a sudden, he puts his hands down. He doesn't go on the register at all, and he just ignores him and starts answering phone calls in the salon. All the people that are sitting around, nobody acknowledges him. The people working don't acknowledge him. So finally, after he yells like three or four times, like, give me your money, give me your money, and nobody moves, this lady stands up, which was kind of her bad. She should have stayed still, and she had her cell phone in her hand. He just snatches her cell phone, and then he just walks out of the store with nothing. And then he tries to hit her up when he goes outside. He's like, give me your money. You hear you hear her laugh when they go outside. She's like, I don't have any money. <laughs> right. And he looks so deflated. <laughs> I'm like, damn. This is a bust. Exactly. But it was kind of rude. Like this woman, I'm assuming. So when he walks in, you got to think it's a dry cleaner, right? No, no. It's a nail salon. It's a nail salon. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's a small like little sitting area. It's not a nice nail salon. It's a small little sitting area. It it, it looks like a dry cleaner, right? So you walk Mm -hmm. in a dry cleaner. It's about that size. And there's like three or four chairs facing the counter that are against the window. And when this dude walks in, nobody freaks. Nobody stands up. Nobody screams. They all just kind of look at him, and then the one woman stands up, and I'm assuming she's with the other two people. It looked like she was. And she's she, finally She left. I was like, Mom, where are you going? <laughs> yeah, she gets up and just kind of tries to slide out of the door, but she didn't do it slick enough because he turned around and he saw her. But I'm like, you should have just stayed seated. He wouldn't have took your phone. There's a, uh, a video a viral video, uh, and I don't know where this was or when this was, of a guy that comes in with looks like a semi-automatic rifle into like an AK, right? Walks into a bar. Sounds like a beginning of a joke. It it does. It walks into a bar, and there's like three patrons at the bar. Then there's the bartender. And he walks in, and he starts, you know, pointing the gun. I'm robbing you. I'm robbing you. And everybody kind of hides under the counter, and, you know, everybody looks scared. And this one dude just lights up a cigarette, gets his drink, <laughs> like nothing's happening. The bad guy goes by in the bar, and he's pointing the gun at the guy, and the guy's smoking a cigarette. He's, like, looking at his phone, looking up at the TV. <laughs> I'm like, you're a badass. Absolutely. You know, he's, like, he's sick of it. Is, is it, like, is that what is that the new thing? Maybe we'll ask the FBI people when they come in. Is that how you treat a robber, like a bear? You pretend mean, like you're not afraid? It just worked in this scenario that we saw. He walked away with nothing, looking stupid. And then you get the good ones, like the video I saw last night, where a guy goes in to rob a place, and this dude, Shawn Michael, kicks him, high kicks him in the oh, face. yes, sweet chin music. Yes, and knocks him out. Love that. Fafo. <laughs> Absolutely. There's nothing better Absolutely. than a Fafo moment, right? So uh, I'm assuming both of these people are here, right? Yeah, well, I, I, you just said... To not say if you don't know, I don't know because I haven't seen them come in. Okay. Well, we're supposed to have, this is the beginning, like you guys can follow this uh, story if you want. 
this is the beginning of us trying to have a relationship with the uh, FBI here locally. Because the stories that they're going to have, which you possibly could help out with and get paid for, because it's all tied into Crime Stoppers, I'm sure. Uh, special agent in charge, Sean. Sean, yes. And then public affairs office, Gina. Gina's yes. the one we met with. Yes, yes. she's the she's very smart and. I bet really you most cool. of you listening right now had no idea you had an FBI office here. I didn't until I had to like literally reach out to them because I went over there one day to the offices. I stood for, like a tool outside, like, is there someone here I could talk to? For something else. Uh-huh. It had nothing to do with what yeah. we're doing right now. <laughs> Great taco truck shows up out there, though. That's what I had. The FBI's good tacos here. In Sir, the why are you here? Exactly. What are you doing? Uh, Jason sent me. He said, call the FBI. <laughs> All right. So we'll have our guest in here next. The BS on 98 Rock. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for being here. It's the BS presented by Sky River Casino. Elk Grove, sky's the limit. My name's Jason Bailey right there, Nikki D. There is Nelson. Very excited to introduce you to our guests in the studio as Nelson has worked very hard to get this initial meeting. And really why they're here is to see if Nikki D is normal. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, the uh, special agent in charge, Sean Reagan. Hello. Hello, sir. Hello. And public affairs office, Gina Swanky. And Hello. Gina, we met uh, prior to this meeting with the uh, getting the FBI involved in this program and in this radio station. Uh, and I, originally, it started with we were trying to get some intel on the- It was uh, when the stabbing was happening at, at UC Davis. That's right. Yeah. But nowadays, it's a little bit different. It's like one- one press conference, there's no one-on-ones kind of things, right? Like, when you deal with that, it's news, everybody wait for the press conference, and you go out there, correct? That's true. Yeah, yeah. that's typically how it is. Yeah. yeah. When, when I was younger in this business, when I was a producer, I, I you know, the the uh, public information's officer for the state patrol, the PIO, I would just call her and she'd come on the radio show. Now that's all changed. Yep. You and just, legal things change, too, with federal regulations, um, federal laws. We actually, we can't talk about cases when they're underway, so... Unless there's actually documentation in the court record, we can't talk about the details until they're public. Really? Yeah. Okay, so a lot yeah. of rules. Is it would it be unusual for someone to not know that there was an FBI office in SEC? It would not be unusual. Really? Because I I, yeah. I didn't know. I mean, yeah. I, I guess I didn't think about it. And you're not are too they far like not labeled it. or like on the outside of the building or yeah. something? Oh, it it's is abundantly labeled. Okay, people yeah. just don't pay attention. No, they're busy going to Top Golf. Gotcha. Sam- yeah, I was going to say, sandwiched between Mod Pizza and the Nugget is the FBI office. Uh, and, and we're in the phone book, but I don't think people look at phone books anymore. Definitely so. not. Definitely not. Do you have people come in there and be like, hey, look, I just saw a bad guy. Can you help me out? Yeah, like, we, we yeah. have people come to our office in person quite frequently, every day, in fact. Like, like unannounced? Unannounced. They'll, like like yeah. a police office? Yep, exactly. Like a police yeah. station? Yeah. yeah. Really? They'll, they'll walk up, they'll ride their bicycles up, they'll drive up and, and, and ask to speak to an agent and- Report report something or talk about whatever they want to talk about, and, and you you give them an agent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. We you don't have to. We have we have an, we have an agent on duty every single day uh, to respond to like walk in spontaneous type complaints and and issues and reporting. But that's not what the FBI does, right? Well, no, it's part of what we do. I mean, we we try to engage with the public all the time and and answer questions and take in reports and information. Um, and you know, sometimes it's. It's worthwhile, and sometimes it isn't. But unless you unless you're talking to people, you're not going to know, right? And so we are very appreciative of people coming and volunteering information and, yeah. and asking us questions. And how does a case go from local PD or even state PD to your desk? 
So we work very closely with our state, local, federal partners, right? And so oftentimes if a report comes in to a local police department uh, or they're working a particular investigation and maybe they need some assistance on it, uh, or maybe it's something that is a little bit out of their purview and, and they know that it's something that's risen to the federal level, they will call us and uh, ask us to get involved. Uh, and usually, I mean, about 99.9% of the time, it's we work together uh, on a on a particular investigation or particular matter, and, and we do it jointly. They call you, Gina? Uh, well, sometimes, yes. So <laughs> public does manage to find the media line, but yeah. frequently what they're doing is they're calling our operations center, they're stopping by, they're reporting things to tips.fbi.gov, or they're going on ic3.gov if it's an Internet-related crime. So we get things through a variety of channels, and we work closely with our law enforcement partners, so we may hand something off to them mm. as well, so it's not like it... It rises up. It also, we share. Yeah. It, it depends on what the best venue for things are. Do you, Does the FBI work with Crime Stoppers? Absolutely. Yeah, because I know you gave the FBI tip number, which would be different than the Crime Stopper, <clears throat> excuse me, Crime Stoppers number, but you would work together. Like if there's... Absolutely. Right, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, and Crime Stoppers is great. I'm, I'm, ass- I'm assuming it's the same here as it's been in the other two cities that I've worked with Crime Stoppers or Crime Line is the sister version of that. Um is, uh, you know, you stay anonymous and you can collect a reward for any information leading to the arrest of the bad guy or girl. And I'm assuming it's the same here in SAC, right? Correct. Yeah. And it's it's a fan. You know, what's, what's great about it. So when I was doing the Crime Stoppers or even the Crime Line stuff before, when the radio show was able to, f- like, get information, they would know. Like, hey, you know, I want to stay anonymous, but I heard you on, right? That kind of thing. There is not a better feeling from a, the radio side of things <laughs> to know that you had something to do with getting the bad guy or girl. Yep. It's a good feeling, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so special agent in charge, Sean Reagan, your job uh, outside of being in charge, I'm assuming, <laughs> you uh, in the field, right? Yep, All right. in the field. You go out and arrest people. Well, usually not personally because usually I've got, uh, we've got about 385 personnel that work within our Sacramento field office. Uh-huh. But the Sacramento field office is not just the Sacramento metro area. It is a large geographic territory. We cover from the Oregon border all the way down to L.A. County. Uh, so it's a 34 out of California's 58 counties fall within our uh, area of responsibility. And so we've got agents, we've got analysts, we've got all sorts of different personnel that are assigned to go out and investigate uh, and support investigations on anything that we're working on. How close are you, how similar are you to Criminal Minds, the television show? <laughs> do you have a private jet? Do you have this, like, the profiling stuff? I mean, it's I'm being fun, se- isn't it? I'm being serious, like the profiling so, and all that stuff? Yeah, so I, I fly economy, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm usually the last one on the plane, and uh, uh, the, yeah, the last one off. You don't and, have a private jet? Uh, no. You don't no. leave it at the spur of the moment? No, no, that would be nice, but no. Okay, no, so that's no. all that's make-believe. That's all make-believe, yeah. All TV stuff. No, it's all TV stuff. But you but, do, but, but there are some, I mean, but in all honesty, there are some similarities, right? These TV shows, they, they'll... There's some uh, bits of, of honesty and truth in them, uh, but there's a lot of stuff that is, uh, you know, extrapolated on to make it good for TV or good for the movies. Well, you know, like with that show, uh, which is, you know, quote unquote FBI based, right? It's it's all about profiling the the perp. That's what we call yeah, it. Yeah, we the, call them perps. That's what yep. we call them in the business. Absolutely. <laughs> you, we solve school <laughs> mysteries. You profile the perp uh, and then you go out and you find him and the, you know the FBI comes in and gives the profile to local law enforcement and this is who we're looking for. Is, is that part true? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, that is true to a certain extent. I mean, we have a behavioral analysis unit yeah. with our profilers, uh, and that's true. That is a real unit. That's where he wants to work. Yeah. 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 And that's at our uh, Quantico, Virginia facility where sure. our academy is. And so there is a real shop there with real profilers, and they actually do send out real tips and real assistance to not only FBI offices, but to our state, federal, local partners as well. Uh, and they do offer those types of services. And so it, it, it's very beneficial in terms of trying to identify the right oh. perpetrator, as you say, oh. uh, for a particular crime. Yeah. Yeah. You said, as he said, you guys don't say perps? Unsub. Uh, I've, I've, I've never, unsub. unsub. <laughs> yeah, we do say unsub, That's actually. what they say. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real term. I just figured term. that was a TV thing. No, it is a real oh. term. Now, we don't, there is one TV show that they go around call, saying it unsub, unsub, every other right. word. We don't yeah, quite no. use it that often, no. but yeah. <laughs> but, so but what do you is, use? Uh, we either suspect, subject, uh, indi- individual of interest. Uh, no. you know, yeah. When they really irritate you, some choice words that you can't say right now. <laughs> I can't. I can't admit to that. But <laughs> <laughs> so, as far as uh, the, the where we're at in SAC with the FBI office here, like on a s- scale, let's start from the very bottom of the cases that you would take from somebody walking in or being handed to you to the very top. Like, can you kind of give me a, a a bottom to top as far as what you guys work with? Yeah, and I don't know that I'd say I'd say bottom to top, but I mean some of the more let's say routine things that we might work are are things like bank robberies, right? Which unfortunately happen to this day fairly frequently. Uh, Stupid, you know, isn't it? Like yeah, the dumbest, uh, just so dumb. Yeah, when often people do not get very much money out of doing a bank robbery, but they can do a lot of time. And they always uh, get caught. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. oftentimes get caught. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but so, yeah, it's just yeah. a dumb one. Go ahead. Yeah. So, but, but <laughs> bank robberies, things like that, there's a lot of uh, frauds and swindles that yeah. people fall victim to, which are... Uh, so prevalent. Um, and so we get a lot of reporting on that. And we spend a lot of time investigating that. So that's, you know, that's kind of like on one end. And then if you uh, go kind of to more longer term investigations, like organized crime, uh, whether that's the traditional like uh, Italian mafia that you see on television or mm-hmm. the Mexican drug cartels, um, or uh, you go up to things like uh, international terrorist organizations that we will investigate. Um, and so there's a whole gamut of of things that we investigate and and groups uh, that we kind of concentrate on. And the public might not hear about a lot of this stuff, you know, especially the the terrorism stuff, you know, it's because you don't want to freak the public out, but you guys, you know, I know a lot of these situations are taken care of by us, but nobody knows it's being taken care of because there's no reason to let alert the public if nothing's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, our, our primary focus is to prevent terrorism, so to stop it from happening right. before it happens, right? And once we do that, you don't, you're not going to necessarily hear about it because it hasn't become an issue. Yeah. Um, there's nothing public, too. Right. Right. Whenever there's something public, certainly if someone's indicted or, or someone is, is found guilty or pleads guilty or is sentenced, that's public. So yeah. it's certainly out there, and the media can't cover it all, and we get that. But the public can also just, they can either follow us on Twitter or they can look on our website and kind of get an idea of everything that we do investigate in, in one location. What, what is, as far as um, for public affairs, you know, like what is the most helpful medium for you? Would it be social media, traditional media, television, radio, Twitter? It's a combination of everything um, because you cannot reach everyone with only one 
media. Mm -hmm. So you really need to diversify how you do it. And so we'll eventually, hopefully by the end of the year, be expanding into Instagram, Twitter and things that Instagram and Facebook, in addition to Twitter on social media. Um, But the FBI also has apps. So there's a My FBI app. So if you're really into the FBI and you want those true crime stories that are actually real, you can download the app and you can micro locate. So you can choose to follow just stuff from our office. You can follow something from all over California and it gives you a custom app with everything. The great thing about the app too, we don't collect any data off the back end, unlike some retail apps. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is totally yours. It's your informational tool. Wow, that's that's good information. Yeah, that you're not collecting anything. Do you, do you guys mind the internet sluice, or do you like them or no? I mean, we'll, we'll take uh, we'll take help from anywhere we can <laughs> get it. Right. So anybody that wants to provide us assistance <laughs> or or information, I mean, we're gonna be open to that and follow up on all of those tips and leads. Uh, you you've got to have somebody that y'all know and see like you guys. Oh, here comes Sarah again. And she could, there's, you know what I mean? <laughs> she's, she's got nothing to do. She's loaded from like three divorces and all she wants to do is solve every crime the FBI has. She's in your office like, a special agent charged on Ray McGovern. Sarah, Sarah again. <laughs> you, you got that person? <laughs> we do have some frequent, frequent uh, customers, but, yeah. uh, but, awesome. but sometimes they provide some good information. So. Yeah, you never know who's going to have a nugget that's yeah. going to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, let me run something by you uh, while you're here. Okay. What? Nothing. I'm just. You know what I'm going to ask? Gonna, I don't know what you're going to ask. No, I never know. The hotline. Oh, the hotline. Oh my God, yes. Okay. Okay. So I've had this idea for years, <laughs> and I and we joke about it because it can be kind of goofy and fun, but there's a serious side to this, which I I really think would work. A hotline. It's called the Call Me Before You Do It hotline. I I really think that if criminals had somebody to talk to and ask them about what they're getting ready to do and the person kind of deter them or say, hold on, let's do it a different way. Whatever they need to do for stop them from doing it, they would actually not do it. A large percentage of them would not do it. Isn't that an attorney, though? Huh? Isn't that an attorney? No, no, no. no. <laughs> for, for, I'm going to give you an example, right? Uh-huh. The, the first crime that you brought up, bank robbery. So mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to go in and I'm going to rob a bank. I'm going to call Bailey on this call me before a hotline. I'm going to say, hey, I'm getting ready to go in and rob this bank. I'm desperate and I need some quick cash. What would you advise me to do? Are you taking a weapon with you? Yes, I am. What? I have a, a nine millimeter. Okay. So look, understand that mm-hmm. you're going to get more jail time with the gun. Okay. So let's drop the gun and think about just sliding a note. Okay. How's your handwriting? <laughs> Pretty sloppy. Okay. So here's the problem with sloppy handwriting. Okay. Is that they're not going to be able to read it. It's going to take too much time and the cops are going to come. So I think we need to not go and rob the bank today. Okay, tomorrow? No, we're going to think about a better way to rob the bank. Okay. <laughs> call me back. Let me get your information, and I'll okay. call you back tomorrow. See, and now we've it's so, not happening today. We've pushed it off at least another day. So now we have identified a co-conspirator right here. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so this is great. <laughs> Talking about getting tips from the public. You know, we get a tip right here. <laughs> you know, sir, I've, I've done that whole bit for... Oh, well over 10 years. No one has ever said that. (laughs) (laughs) Which is hilarious. (laughs) Which I would be. You're going to have all these crimes that started out. I wanted to do it this way, but this guy told me to do it. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to be able to explain it. All right. uh, Well, wrapping things up here. I appreciate you guys coming over. I know it wasn't that too far, but it's still time out of your busy day. 
And uh, it has been an absolute honor and a pleasure to to meet you. I hope that uh, we can have more of these conversations in the future, especially doing what we can from the radio side of things to mm-hmm. help out the FBI. Uh, and uh, you know, maybe next time we can get into some specific, you know, stories that you can, re- you know, details, and then we'll give out information. Uh, for the listeners to help out. So thank you so much. Yeah, it's been, a, it. been an honor to be here with you, and we look forward to future engagement without a doubt. Oh, you so. have no, you. I am such a mark for you guys. Like, if I did not <laughs> do this and I were smart and good-looking and could wear a suit like that, I would do what you did. Dude. <laughs> just, just please don't offer the bank robbing advice. Uh, <laughs> here, <so. laughs> uh, all right, our friends, Public Affairs Office, uh, Gina Swanky, thank you. And special agent in charge, Sean Reagan, thank you with the FBI here in SAC. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Heads up, The Lincoln Lawyer Season 2 is on Netflix. I cannot wait to see that. Came out yesterday. (sighs) What's it about? Got through the first episode. You ever see the movie? Nope. I've never seen the movie either. I only saw the Netflix series. I've heard of it. So it's about this lawyer that has kind of like this issue that goes off and then he's like an alcoholic or something but this case comes to him that he has to like get himself together and solve and Ooh. it is trippy yeah it's it's kind of murder mystery it's got mick his the the lead is mick is well his character name is mickey haller uh and it's played by manuel garcia um the dude was vasquez in magnificent seven oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 so it's it's really the 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 movie has um uh, the, 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 the Matthew McConaughey. Okay, that's what I thought it did. Yeah. Matthew so you Mc- have seen the movie? No, I've just seen the. I, like when you say the Lincoln lawyer, I can see like the trailer in my in my head and oh, okay. McConaughey's. And he drives a Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Uh, always drives a Lincoln. Practices um, law from the Lincoln. Right. So the the, the second the the season one ended and like Nikki was saying it was kind of trippy. It was. It was. It was good. It was like whoa! It's you know murder you didn't mystery see it coming love story. There's funny in it. He's a very good actor. He plays mm-hmm. the part very, very well. He's cool. He's good looking, blah, blah, blah. He starts to get his act together. That's what the first season's about, like him getting his act together, this case, getting his act together. He's had like two ex-wives. He's friends with both of them. Mm. He's, mar- uh, he's One of them works for him, uh, blah, blah, blah. So season two, I don't know what the whole second season's about. Uh, I haven't read anything on it, but I'll tell you, the first episode, it – it, it it tees it up. It's almost like the second major league where Vaughn is now not this, you know, coming from prison, like, uh-huh, he's not the bad boy loser. anymore. He's this upscale guy uh-huh. and, and he's famous. <laughs> that's, that's the impression that I got because that's what it is. Now, the only thing that irks me, and I did not notice this about season one, uh-huh. but I noticed this the, about the first episode of season two. So this guy's the boss. He's the Lincoln lawyer. It's his own practice. He's the best defense attorney in L.A. He, you know, he got the big case. He's very smart. Very smart. He's got people that work for him, blah, blah, blah. This first episode, he's got everyone giving him advice. Like everyone gives each that's like, the, every, that's all that's going on. People are giving each other advice the whole thing. His daughter, dad, you remember what you told me when I was in ninth grade? No, I don't remember. Okay. And then his driver is like, you know. That's cool, but if you remember yesterday's conversation, like, <laughs> I'm going. This guy's the boss. He's the dad, and everybody's giving him advice. Hmm. He's what? not giving anybody else advice, but everybody's giving him advice. But isn't that- his first wife? Yeah, just be careful with her. You know, I don't know. 
but isn't that kind of his niche? I thought um, he listens to the things that people say, and then he goes back and and analyzes it and comes up with solutions. I guess. So yeah, I think that's kind of like his little thing, his little niche. I guess. But why did it aggravate you? But I just never noticed. Because you wanted it. him to be the boss and people, not him asking other people questions. <sighs> I guess it bothered me because. If I were him, I'd be like, okay, enough. I was just saying, do you see yourself as the Lincoln lawyer? <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> just sure. Well, no, it's just, <laughs> I felt like I felt bad for the character. I'm like, God, this poor guy, he's the boss, and everybody's like treating him like he's an intern. So you started watching season two? Yeah, I just said that. I got through uh, the first episode. Yeah, but you, but you act like you don't know what season two is about. So is this a whole new mystery that's coming up that he's about to have to solve? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. It's not I, a continuation because it ended. The first one's ended. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it's the whole thing is, I mean, there's going to be a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but it's all based off of this case that you see in the first episode. I don't want to okay. give it away. I don't want to spoil it. For no, you. no, I know. I'm just wondering if you, like, watched the trailer, so I just want to know this is, whole new, this is a whole new thing. Yeah. Okay. And actually, and actually, even the first episode, it's trippy. It's like how the entire first season was just the first episode. Ooh. Because you get a big swerve. Okay. At the end of the episode. Okay. Yeah. I got to get on it. Which, you know, keeps, it's like the only thing that I'm watching right now. And did they give you the whole season, or did they give you half of it, and then you get the other half next month? Netflix has started doing that? Yeah, they did it with the this last season of The Witcher, that Henry Cavill show, the, the thing he got Dang, fired from. I thought only Prime was doing it. They uh, did it to me with my Harlem show. No, they started with, um, with what's the big horror show of theirs? Stranger Things. So last year, you got the first half of Stranger Things in June, and then the last half of it was like at the end of July. Yeah, I don't know what I like best. You know, Walking Dead did that, too. They did the mid-season. I hate mid-season. Mid-season thing, and like, do you want an episode every week, which is like traditional no. television, or do you want the whole season out so you can just binge? Now I let me binge it. But let me give you an argument for the whole season, uh, but once a week that you get an episode, okay? Because when they went to this model of all of it all up at once, what happens? Everyone turns and burns through it. They talk about it for two weeks, and then it has no legs anymore. Now, I understand that the water cooler idea of work isn't a thing anymore. People aren't congregating and collecting. But when you unfold it one episode a week, it gives it time to have life. And then people who might be casual observers get swept up into the fervor of it. And it will let your favorite shows get more eyes, which means it gets more seasons. Yeah. So you've got three options, right? You've Mm -hmm. got once a week, you've got the mid-season, and then you've got the binge. Those are your three options. I'd rather have once a week than mid-season. Uh, I think I'd want one see uh, once a week too. But, I want binge. But but I think the once a week is is a generational thing. Could be because you know we it is we grew up on the must see TV, the mm-hmm. Thursday night signed uh, friends and you know and all that kind of stuff. But I prefer the binge because I don't have the same kind of time I used to to just sit and watch TV. So when I have time, but you have twelve hours, right? When I have time that I cut a lot to sit and maybe take two days and, and get through a program. Great, I saw it. Now, if I don't watch TV for the next two, three, four weeks of something, it doesn't matter. I, yeah, but then I, it would be built up for you to binge anyway. I personally cannot binge. My body will not let me. Mm. The only time I've ever binged a television show was Yellowstone, and I was forced to because I got COVID. <laughs> you were ah. stuck in your room. And I was <laughs> stuck in my room, and I had nothing to watch, <laughs> and everyone was talking about Yellowstone. It was already in its third season, 
And I was like, I remember interviewing Cole Hauser for the first season, and I'm like, nothing to, I didn't know what to talk about. So I talked about dazed and confused. I love that guy. <laughs> you know, because I was like, oh, that's cool. You're doing this thing with Kevin Costner. Let's say, had you have fun doing dazed and confused? You know, I was like, right. not knowing it would be the biggest show on television, right? Mm-hmm. So for somebody to be able to sit there for 12 plus hours and what, I mean, like, you don't do it in one sitting. So, like, Lincoln Lawyer, all right, you told me it's out. I'll probably go home tonight, and I will sit down, and I'll probably watch however many episodes I can watch until I fall asleep. Then I'll get up in the morning. Ew! Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that is the nastiest I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't know. I was. I, it hurt, and I touched it. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Am I bleeding? Oh, you. I, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, and goo is coming out. Oh my goodness. Oh, I got a weak stomach. This is uh it's it's where I had my Mohs surgery. Why are you touching and it? It got infected and, and, and you need to call like urgent care. Oh gosh. You're sure already... the hell I'm not going to the ER. Well. <laughs> you need to call a doctor oh. today, even if that the at this point five thirty the police you got the operation done is not gonna be open, but And whatever you do, you don't wanna wait till Monday, man. It. Neosporin is not gonna cut that out. No. You're making it sound like I'm dying. You're not dying, but... It's not that you're dying, but you just put your hand up to your head and pulled it down in a big glob of goo was on your finger with blood. Yeah, dude, you don't... pus. That is gross. You got some good eyes. Yes! Damn. I know, that's... I feel ripped off because I like looking at that stuff I don't. I don't. That freaked me out. Bring it over here. Sorry about that. My apologies. I'm sorry. I don't even know what I was saying. Uh, uh, (laughs) Binging. You're binging. (laughs) just going to That's on me. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, binging. Yeah, binging. Ugh, ugh. Yeah, good start. I'm going uh-huh. to do it at <laughs> start at night, and then yeah. I'll get up in the morning and finish. That's how I binge. Thank God you got that out. Oh, mm-hmm. God. It would have sounded better if you didn't make my stomach I mean, turn. I don't know if it would have been that much. It would. <laughs> really, Nelson? <laughs> okay, now. <laughs> I mean, I'll be trying Tell to... me more about the 16th chapel. <laughs> Thank you for saving me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> how are you trying to be funny to me, and I'm concerned about your bleeding nasty head? If that's how you portray con- concern, concern, yeah, that's horrible. How is it horrible? Oh, gross! Oh my god! Uh-uh. Oh. uh uh. Uh-uh. If it you were concerned, my you would concern come over here and take care of me. Saying, "Don't touch it." You'd hug me. No, I'm not hugging you. You don't want people to touch you. Swaddle me. No. <laughs> my swaddle game is on point. So if you need to be swaddled. <laughs> Nelson swallow you. Not swallow, swaddle. <laughs> Nelson, can you please swallow me? <laughs> this monster. Mickey <God. laughs> won't. No. You're, you're the only thing I got. Listen, I'm here for you, dude. And he's cuddly. Uh-oh. He's a good swall- swaddle. Oh my God, you're having a hard time. <laughs> Some words I can't say. Your new rap name is Big Gulp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, third round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you how an emoji cost a man thousands and what popular sports show is on hiatus. All right, get you that here in a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. The BS. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. Third round of headlines, Nikki D. Be careful when sending the thumbs up emoji if you don't mean it. H5. Two years ago, Canadian farmer Chris Actor sent the most expensive emoji of his life. 
According to Newser, a Canadian farmer had a deal with another guy about buying some flax. So they were going back and forth on text message about an order that was supposed to go out in November, something like that. The guy says he sends the farmer the contract through text message, finalizing everything, saying he's cool with it. Well, the farmer sent him back just a simple thumbs up emoji. You know how you click on the thing and it sends the thumb up, yeah. thumbs up. That's what he did on the contract. Well, November comes around and this guy does not get his order. So he takes him to court. Well, the judge ruled in his favor saying that by pushing that thumbs up emoji, you're agreeing to this contract. And he had to end up paying him $61,000. Wow. That's good piece of information. Yes. So th- a thumbs real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like verbal is binding, thumbs up is binded. Yeah, the judge said that during their business relationship, because he had previously agreed to contracts via text, this is legally binding because the thumbs up emoji is a digital signature. So if he before would have never agreed or even communicated, which is a bad idea, uh, you should never do business through text. Uh, as much as for some reason people hate email, uh, use the email. Anyway, so because he previously did business through text, mm-hmm. that made him accountable. Absolutely. But if he would not have. He may have still ruled in favor, but for him, he said it was easier in this case because they've already done business before through text and this was not unusual. Because the farmer was saying he sent the thumbs up just to say acknowledging receipt of the text. Where was this at? In Canada. Oh, so not in the United States. No. So I'm wondering if anything like this has happened in the U.S. Oh, I don't know. And if so, it sets a precedent. Yes, it does. And then I wonder if that would be legit for anything. Well, you can take text messages to court. I've had to do it. Mm. And it is submissible. You can submit it into the judge, and they do use it. No, I know text messages. I'm talking about a thumbs up as a green. Because a thumbs up can mean numerous things. Like when you write in, yes. You have your options, thumbs up or mm-hmm. whatnot. No, but thumbs up is positive, right? That is an affirmative. But, but I will send a thumbs up just to end a conversation. You like, better be careful. Cool, I hear you. <laughs> That's what the, this <laughs> farmer is saying, he said. Right. I'll text you and say, Bailey, can you give me $2,000? Send me a thumbs up. It's they, on. Well, they better, they need to change <laughs> some of these emojis. What if it was a winky face? <laughs> well, I'm just saying they got to have like, or I guess it would be up to us to change it. You know, all of us get on the same page with the terminology. Like, when I'm done talking to you, I'll put a stop sign up. <laughs> or Don't text me anymore. Right. Maybe that's it. Now I'm, a, now I'm terrified. Hey, man, can I have your car? Can I have your house? Thumbs up. Uh-oh. Then you can't come. say I'm joking. That's another thing. Oh, I'm just joking. JK. They, like the internet mm-hmm. trolls are like, oh, dude, Bill, I was just joking, man. You know, No, I don't know that. <laughs> you wrote, you sounded like a dick. I called you out, uh, you know. <laughs> Oh, I was just joking. All right, that's good. All right, second start. Replacing a show host is not always as easy as you may think. H6. Ladies and gentlemen, this is officially my last day at work. After seven years, the train stops for Shannon Sharp and Undisputed right here. According to Bro Bible, Skip Bayless is having a very hard time replacing what used to be the co-host that you heard in this audio, which was Shannon Sharp. Um, He left the show abruptly. I'm not exactly sure why he left. Reports are saying that uh, Skip Bayless is hard to work with. Maybe they had some 
differences of opinions on the show. I've never seen it or watched it, so I'm not really sure. But the show now is going on hiatus. It's going to be shut down until sometime in August because they are not able to find somebody to replace him. Yeah, well, Skip Bayless is the host. In the sports world, drives me insane. They all want to be hosts. You can't all be hosts. You can only have well, one in host. the articles, they all say they're co-hosts. Well, well, the, <laughs> it says Skip Bayless, the co-host of Undisputed. Well, that's what they do because they're so sensitive in the sportsy world. Like they all, they all want to be, they all want to be hosts, and then they're all co-hosts. And yeah. it, it's no, you have a host, you have a bus driver, and it's nothing. Neither better or worse, but that's that. Per everybody has a job. I worked with a guy that just couldn't wrap his head around. He's not a host, you know. So Shannon Sharp was not the host. He was the co. Who was before Shannon Sharp? There was uh, Steve. I think there's. They said his name Steve. Where is I just? Well, Stephen A. Smith, right? Stephen A. Smith, yes. Yeah, yeah. So Stephen they're saying a. that he probably is trying to get him back, but I guess he doesn't want to come. Not for oh, the money they're going to pay. There's no Stephen A. Smith is way bigger than that show now, yeah, and way he's bigger. The host. Than, yeah, way bigger than Skip Bayless. Yeah. I'm the captain now. The, the, you're going to have to find like Shannon Sharp was. I don't want to say a nobody, but he was a great football player, and he's in excellent shape. But yeah, but in terms of broadcasting, as far as broadcasting, yeah. he's, he's kind of a, a a plebe, right? He's funny. He uh, is funny. Well, <laughs> well, he he they he they groomed him to be to become that yeah to to fit the you know fit the mold fit okay. the role. They just got to find somebody. Look, ESPN just like because they're on FS1. ESPN just laid off a ton of people. Mm-hmm. You should easily be able to find somebody. They said that, that actually speaks sentences other than unlike Shannon Sharp. They said that it's hard to find people that's willing because they they've uh, pitched it. They're saying to Keyshawn Johnson and Max Kellerman and some of those other people, but. They're not easily taking the job, so I don't know. I guess they don't want to work with this guy. Yeah, well, I'm sure he's, he seems like kind of a... Douche? No, not a douche. He's just, you know... That's what the guy said on YouTube. <laughs> oh, I guarantee- it must be true. <laughs> I guarantee he lets you know he's the host. He seems like that kind of guy. They yeah. said he has all the creative like rights and everything for the show. He Good calls all the shots, so... Yeah, well, the hosts always get beat up. It's always, it's always, it's always the host's fault. That's why... But if the YouTube kid says it, then pff, it must be true. Mm. No, it wasn't a kid. It was a broadcast thing I was watching on YouTube. I don't know who the guy was. They just said the guy was a douche. I don't know. I've never watched the show. Well, thank, if he said so, Mr. YouTube. I'm just telling you what I heard on the streets and YouTube. We on the streets. So now you're on the streets. <laughs> uh, didn't know, on the YouTube I didn't know you were on the streets trying to get the, get the tea on Skip Bayless. I was. All right. Uh, tomorrow we are all going to Nickelback at the Toyota Amphitheater. It'll be our first trip to the Toyota Amphitheater. Very excited about that. Uh, we have our grand prize winner that's going to get on stage and sing Rockstar. I'm sure, I believe his name's TJ. He's excited about that. Uh, Nelson has a question because we have a plus one. I'm bringing my wife, Nikki. I don't have anybody to bring. Does uh, anybody want to go to Nickelback? Thought you might want to bring TT. <laughs> no, you got to work. Okay, so Nikki's, but Nelson does have somebody he wants to bring, but he wants to clear it with us first. Ooh. Yes. Also, in that same conversation, I've got some concert etiquette questions that have been asked and answered. If you would like to participate, you're maybe going to the show tomorrow. Uh, or the numerous shows coming up. Is there something that somebody does at a concert, no matter what genre, that drives you absolutely bananas? 916-909-0985. It's the BS on 98 Rock. 
Thanks for your time. It's the BS all presented by Sky River Casino. Sky's the limit there in Elk Grove. My name's Jason Bailey. Right there, that is Nikki D. There is Nelson. Band class we do on Fridays coming up here in about 30 minutes or so where you'll hear it. It'll be an imaging thing. Peace. You'll know when it's happening. We'll play a song that you don't normally hear on 98 Rock, and you got to be the first person to call in with the title, the artist, uh, and uh, the year that it was released. And this week we've got uh, four tickets for Six Flags Discovery Kingdom one-day admission tickets. That's pretty cool. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Live music, specialty foods, activities, spectacular fireworks display. But that's four tickets to Six Flags for just knowing the music. Mm-hmm. I will give you a hint that I will take one of or both of the artists for this song. And one of the artists, you guys whiffed on it one time for band class. Mm-hmm. Okay. So will the year coincide with which artist they choose? No, no, no. It's a collaboration. Okay. It's, it's the same year, but I'm just saying I'll take one of the two just to make it easy on everybody, knowing what one of the bands is and what happened last time. So uh, so Nickelback's tomorrow night. Very excited. We had Chad Kruger on the show. He was a great guest. Answered all my questions, including the one of what do you say to the haters? You know, probably one of the most hated bands for no reason whatsoever. And he had a great answer. He said, it's your fault. You played us too damn much. <laughs> Best answer from any question I think I've ever asked a guest. That was such a great answer. So we did this big contest where we gave away an opportunity to get up on stage tomorrow night at the Toyota Amphitheater with Nickelback and sing mm-hmm. Rockstar with the band. Once in a lifetime gig. So cool. Uh, Stu, TJ ended up winning. Congratulations. We'll see him tomorrow night. So if you're out there, you'll see this all take place. We get to go out there and you know, meet and greet and do all that good stuff. We hope to see you, meet you if you are going there. Uh, Nelson has asked me, I don't know if he's asked you this, Nikki, but. He did. Who he asked you about this person he wants to take? Uh-huh. It's his daughter, and she's nine. So he's wondering if that's too young to go to a Nickelback concert. What did you say? And this will be her first concert. Mm-hmm. I told him I think he should take her. Okay, I don't think he should. I mean, I've only heard a little bit of Nickelback songs. They don't seem like not kid-friendly. Eh, there's some of them that are very not kid-friendly. Well, I, okay, that's why I, I, I didn't say no because of the band. Okay, you say no because of what? I said oh. no because what? Because it's my kid. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I was going to say. Oh, well, I whiffed no. on that one there. Yeah, no, no, no. no. I, one, it's a work event. Okay. Okay. Two, uh, you can't control the crowd. And you're looking at, what, about 15,000, 20,000 people. Mm-hmm. So although it's Nickelback, and I think they have a country artist opening up for them, it's not like you're going to, you know, uh, you know, Anthrax concert or an Insane Clown Posse concert. So, you know, something that's sure. going to be a little bit more heavier and rowdier. Uh, but aren't we sitting in like some secluded, not all, not in the crowd seats? No. We're no, not? No, no. no. I thought we were. What do you think we are? That's what my email <laughs> yes. said. No, we are up there like the two guys from the Muppets. We have our own little balcony. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Nikki D and I don't go with the common folk. I'm just telling you that's what my email said. I think nine, it really boils down to, it doesn't matter what the band is. I think nine is too young to go to a concert. I see kids all the time out at these concerts. I mean, I took my daughter to her first concert at like nine or ten. Would you, but what would you go see? Cardi B. <laughs> You're the worst parent I've ever met. 
the worst parent ever. She already listened to it anyway. It was already her ringtone on the phone. She was already a Cardi Barty fan. So I had the opportunity, like Nelson, through work to take her to the concert. So I took her. You took a nine year. Is this the Wet Girl song? Yes, the WAP. WAP, WAP whatever. Wings yes. and pizza. Yeah. Wings and pizza. Right, sure it is. You <laughs> took her to see that at nine? I did. See, that's the problem with America. No. What do you mean? That's not a problem. That's, that's why these kids, that's, no, that's, that's horrible. These Absolutely. kids already listen to the music. So whether you take them to see it or you don't take they're already listening to it. I can't ban her from uh, every song that she's listening to. At nine, you can't tell your kid what to listen to and what not to listen you to? You can tell them. They're still going to listen to whatever they want. They all have phones. Okay. Well, you can't take their phone away? Forever? But Until she learns, yeah. No, that's not going to work. Uh, oh, well, I would. I mean, I'm not. There's no way. I mean, I think uh, Caleb's first concert. I don't know. What, what did I take? Took uh, I know I took bees to Taylor Swift. Seems At safe. what age? Four. <laughs> uh, because she wasn't a teenager. No, she was not a teenager. I know she that for a fact. She wasn't nine though. I know she wasn't nine. Uh, I want to say then she had to be ten or eleven. Well, she, like I said, she wasn't nine. Okay, but still, a year or two is not a, that not big nine. of a difference with these kids. Making it sound like I lied. Did I lie? You didn't lie. I said she wasn't nine. <laughs> But it's Taylor Swift. It's not Cardi B. It doesn't matter. It's still a concert. You said it doesn't matter about the artist. That's what you just said. You're right. You are correct. You are correct. Uh, Well, Cardi B is a little bit different. I mean, no, you can't make stipulations if you say the artist doesn't matter. To back his play momentarily, he did make it more about the crowd. The crowd at a Taylor Swift show is not the crowd at a Nickelback or a Cardi B show. Okay, they could be rowdier. Is what I'm saying. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's the crowd. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Maybe it's the crowd. Right. But also, in her case, it's the artist. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm pretty forward. Who was your first concert? Oh, it and how was, old were you? It was, well, it was late. I was uh, like 18, and I saw Saliva at a- uh, Oh, that's it, great. And it was at like a legendary venue in where I'm from. So it was this mm-hmm. old crappy bowling alley called the Ranch Bowl, but like- Everyone played there. Like Metallica, before they were Metallica, bowled at the Ranch Bowl and played on this crappy little stage. That's awesome. So I saw Saliva there, and it was awesome. Like 20 feet from Josie. Just click, click, boom days or Uh or click, click, boom and ladies and gentlemen days? No, no ladies and gentlemen at that point. Yeah. Click, click, boom. I love Josie Scott. Click, click, boom was on the radio, and like right after that, they were playing arenas. You were a late bloomer, 18 years old. Oh, I was a loser. Not that I'm a winner now, but I was a total loser. Yeah. You didn't have, I mean, you couldn't have just gone to a show or? Not, listen. I didn't even have my own musical tastes until I was like into my later teens. You know what I mean? I was like a Beatles fan when I was a kid, and so I had the anthologies. And what about you, Nikki? What was your first show? My first concert was Destiny's Child, the '69 Boys, and who else was there? Somebody else. Was it like a radio festival or something? It was a. It wasn't a. It was a festival. Yeah, I think I was like 15. Yeah. It was great though. That's how, how old were you? Child. I was 15. Oh, I'm sorry. You just said that. Yeah, 15. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's. Well, Destiny's Child, you know, it's pretty vanilla, right? You know, 69 Boys, that's eh, pretty vanilla. The 69 Boys was raunchy. They were popping it. It was great. They weren't WAP. Well, they, they weren't Cardi B. There was no Cardi B's at that time. Okay? 69 was 69, but what are they saying? They, 
Tootsie Roll. Oh, to Tootsie Roll. To the left, See, to the right. That's, <laughs> but, but that's 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 not that's innocent. I mean, that's just dancing. Mean, they were a dirty t- name, but they sang clean songs. You took, yeah, you took. They a, did the butterfly. That was nasty. You took the kid out there and they're like, oh, they're singing about candy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That was our first concert. Uh, okay, and you were fifteen, mm-hmm. right? I was. Well, okay. You started smoking and drinking at nine, so I think everything you're about to say doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. So when I was 11, my neighbor took me to Frankie Goes to Hollywood. Okay. Capital Center. Yeah. But I didn't know anything about music, really. So we went, I fell asleep, and I remember I woke Uh, up at the end when they were doing Relax, and that was cool because that was the trend, the fluorescent long uh sweatshirts and stuff. So fast forward a couple more years, we were we moved down to Florida, I was getting friends, I'm growing, you know, coming of age. And I go to my first rock show in Fort Myers, Florida. It was Huey Lewis in the News. That was my oh, first rock show. That's cool. Really, really cool. And then the next one, uh, like two years later, a year later, would have been Poison and Slaughter oh. in Tampa, the last seats at the old Ice Palace. Oh, that's cool. My you know? first rock show was Green Day. Really? Mm-hmm. With the station? Yep. The first one I forced? attended. Like your blank experience? I was working there. <laughs> like your blank. I had to work. <laughs> You're going to see so many concerts forced because our boss, you, you and Mickey are the only two people who have access to our social media. <laughs> the rest of us don't want to take the training. So you guys are going to do everything. Uh-huh. Exactly. Everything. <laughs> and you know what? Godspeed. Right. Uh, Sarah and Sack, how are we today? We are great. How are you? Excellent. Thank you for that. Uh, What can we do for you? I just want to have Nikki's back, number one. Number two, Bailey, don't be hating on taking your kids to shows. I've been working at concerts since my son was two, Uh and he's about to be 30, and his first show was when he was two years old, was um, Santana and Jeff Beck, and he knows how to maneuver around a concert venue now going to shows his whole life so he knows how to behave he knows what to do what not to do because with nelson there he's going to be pointing out the right way to behave and the wrong way to behave i'm sure isn't that right nelson well i mean in theory but it is me (laughs) so so sarah do you work at do you work have you worked at a venue is that why you're so seeing all these shows i um yeah i actually Opened up that um, that amphitheater that used to be Sac Valley Amphitheater. Uh-huh. Um, we've gone through many incarnations over the years. Um, so yeah, worked all over California and Nevada. Oh. Um, and I've taken him to many, okay. many, many shows. But as I said, now he's going to be thirty, and he has never gotten in trouble at a concert. I've never had to go pick him up. You know. Um, Never had any horror stories. I'm sure there are some because, you know, he is a boy and he is almost 30, I'm sure. But Sarah, Sarah, you're an exception to the rule because your son was forced to go to these concerts (laughs) with you, right? I mean, you're taking your, Uh, like, uh, maybe you're a single mother. You're you're kind of like the Ticketmaster equivalent to a stripper, right? Like you, oh, you have to bring oh, your kid to work. Yeah, no, you're not. He's not calling yeah. you a stripper. I'm not follow. calling you a stripper. I'm just saying it's the same concept where it's like, <laughs> oh, my son. You know, he's been around these people uh-huh. his whole entire life. Right. You know, he's like naked. It's no big deal. At and, thirty, he's got a lot of handy. He's hands on with body glitter. And at thirty, he knows everybody uh, in that group on Tuesday night. You know. Uh, 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 yeah, but, yeah, 
she took him to the show and and he's fine he's fine yes exactly he's fine yeah i know he's fine but what i'm saying is he you had no choice right to bring him to the show no i did i did did. and i picked and choose i picked and chose what shows he could come to with me and sometimes I would wait, work the day call as opposed to the show call so that he could come with me so I could be with him during the show. Interesting. And, you know, you're going to hate this one, but I did take him to see Beastie Boys when he was about five. Oh, I so. never got to see the Beastie Boys. But see, that's the Beastie Boys. They weren't raunchy. No. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... So, I mean, I don't know if about five to see the Beastie Boys. See, again, it's not the band in that case. It would be, I would worry about the crowd. Not that the Beastie Boys crowd was bad, but just you can't control what's going to be there, right? Uh, No. So, yeah. What what bands did you steer clear from? You said that you picked and chose which ones. Which ones did you stay away from? Um, Not, yeah. Like, Tool or Nine Inch Nails or, you know, and there's nothing wrong with them. But, I mean, I taught him how to be front of stage, you know, how to know his surroundings, how to protect yourself up there and make sure, you know, how to be big as opposed to yeah. be, you know, make take up a lot of space. Wow. You're, you're like um, you a. Know, you should drink, do like a. Drink t- your water. You should do a show like surviving a concert with Sarah. <laughs> you know, because yeah. you also got to learn how to be skinny, right? So you can maneuver through the crowd if you're trying to yes. get up to the front, or you're trying you pretend to pretend you're going to throw up. Is what you do. <laughs> yeah. you pretend you're going to throw up, and it just part people part ways. I learned the hard way. Like, oh, get out of her way! I learned the hard <laughs> way at the uh, at my first rock show with Huey Lewis in the news. For some reason, I thought it would be a good idea to dress up like in jean jacket, jeans, and long sleeve shirt. Like, I got all this. This oh. It was a guest generation, right? So I got all this guest stuff on. And I buy a concert T-shirt. So I got that over it, too. And I'm in the, quote-unquote, pit at the Huey Lewis and the News Show, for what that's worth. And I'm, I'm not touching the floor. And remember, I'm like 12 years old. <laughs> so my feet are on other people's feet. And they keep leaning into me, and I just remember my face sweating and going into this girl's hair in front of me and and finally peeling her hair off my face and turning to this guy, and he goes, was it good, dude? (laughs) (laughs) And I was scared because I couldn't touch the ground and I couldn't get out. So how in the world did you fall asleep? Uh, no, that was the one before. That was Frankie oh, okay. Goes to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was younger. Anyway. Uh, Sarah, thanks for... you want your mom there. Right. That's why you need your mom or your dad there, to show you the way. I, you know, I've never been to a concert with my mother. I've never think. been to a concert with either one of my parents. And I don't know either. my dad, so... I don't I mean, know. you know well, him, but you're not a... Queen actually, kid. my dad and I went to a concert. We went saw Ghost. <laughs> God. That's funny. <laughs> you have to say that's funny. <laughs> Sarah, uh, thank you for listening. Have a good weekend. We got to run, okay? You too. Be safe. Bye. Right, take care. Bye-bye. So, so what are you going to do, Nelson? Are you going to take her? Probably not. Well, no. What do you mean, no? It's not your call. It's his call. He has to make the final say. I'm not letting He's the in. parent. You're not letting her in. I'm going to tell security. Tell security what? She has a knife. That he legally brought his <laughs> child to a concert? Pat her down. Uh-huh. Watch out. She's being trafficked. Oh, oh, don't you dare. Arrest them. Don't you dare. I have a face that they would just believe that. They would just go, oh, yeah, he probably is doing something. So what do you do with the other kid? Well, that's just it. Just so tie him to not, a tree? Well, yeah, I was thinking about it. He's got a bowl of water. Well, why don't you keep her let her stay home and watch him? 
I mean, that's that not a good combination. That might actually be what ends up happening. Why? I mean, do you see what happens when the two of them are just together, unsupervised? Yeah, but they'll just knock each other out. Oh, my God. That makes me nervous. They'll be sleeping by the time he gets home. They stay separate if I just left them at home. You're going to come home and your youngest is going to be gnawing on the oldest like Walking Dead. Uh Uh-huh. That makes me so Yeah, that's that's awesome. Uh, I wanted to run a... uh, I I can hold these over. These concert etiquettes, they're pretty good. Like, is it okay to... Shout something funny at an artist. I think they did this poll. It was from BuzzFeed because of everybody throwing things at artists. Uh-huh. Yeah, because uh, Adele threatened them. Yeah. What'd she say? She said, I'd get down there and kick your ass. Yeah, and... like, don't you dare throw something on here. I will beat you to a pulp. Yeah, but that, coming from Adele, you're like, really? You're that scared. Like, please come and beat me up. Right. I really want that. I actually want that to happen. You need, <laughs> you need somebody tough in the business to say that. Adele is the equivalent of she looks so nice and cute and sweet, and she probably would go crazy on you. Yeah, and guys would like that. <laughs> right? I mean, do, does anybody really fear Adele? No. Yeah. Yeah, until she goes postal. I'd rather Joan Jett say that. Oh, God, no. Now, Joan Jett says that, or Lita Ford says that. Lita Ford says that you're already dead. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified. If it's coming from a woman. Uh-huh. I'd be terrified. If Cardi B said that. Yes. <laughs> then would, you'd be scared. I'd be terrified. <laughs> Megan the Stallion, she's going to come for you. Yeah, well, whoever that is. Yeah. Okay. I'd be terrified of her. She's the other one on WAP. It was a duo. Duet. Oh, okay. She, uh, she was in Rocky. Yeah. Megan the Italian Stallion. <laughs> the Italian Stallion. I don't know yes. any of that stuff. Uh, all right, so some of these concert etiquette questions that were answered. Plus, we got band class coming up. When you hear the song, you'll get the heads up from the imaging stuff. When you hear it, be the first person on the phone, the title, the artist, and the year. Like I said, I'm going to take one or both of the artists. It's a collab. Uh, If you want to get on the phone now and just stay on hold and listen so you're there, that's a smart move. And we've got the tickets, four tickets to Six Flags Discovery Kingdom, one-day admission tickets. 916-909-0985. It's the BS on 98 Rock. There was band class. Got everybody lining up now. Told you to get there at the beginning. He warned you. Right now, if our boss is listening, he's furious with me. <laughs> he doesn't understand. Well, I almost, I, I just almost, I almost just said the answer uh, to band class. All right. <laughs> uh, David and Rancho Cordova. Do you know the artist, the title, and the year? House of Mirrors. Yep. House of the Dead, August 2022. What was the band name? Uh, Song was House of Mirrors. Yeah. And of the Dead or shoot. (laughs) He said shoot. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I know, man. Okay, House of Mirrors is correct. 22 is correct. What's the band name? Dawn of the Dead. No, I can't give it to you. I cannot give it to you, sir. I got to go. John and Folsom, we've got House of Mirrors as the song. And 22, 2022, do you know the band? There's two different artists here. Yeah, it's Hollywood Undead. And do you know the second one? Jelly Roll. That a boy. What are you doing over there? <laughs> Nicely done, John. <laughs> Uh, four tickets to Six Flags Discovery Kingdom, one day admission tickets. So thank you for knowing Hollywood Undead. We've done Hollywood Undead before. Uh-huh. 
just because I'm a big fan, and nobody knew who it was. Which is crazy to me. But obviously we did that with Jelly Roll because we just had him on yesterday. Mm-hmm. So are you a Hollywood Undead fan, John? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. been, been listening to him since I was in um, high school. Yeah, California guys. Also, uh, Jelly Roll, fan? Not not really a fan of um, 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 Jelly Roll, man. I'm from um, Indiana. Okay, I didn't ask okay. if you were from Jelly Roll. I said, no, do, I know. are you a fan of Jelly Roll? Kinda. Kind. You can say if you're not. Yeah, if you're fine. not, you're not. I'm not. I never actually heard him before, man. Okay, that's totally oh. cool. So, if you have, did you hear the conversation we had with him yesterday? No, I didn't. Okay. So, go to uh, either the Odyssey app or the BaileyShow.com, or even better yet, if you want to see the video, go to our YouTube channel at the Bailey Show. Like and subscribe. L- yeah, like and subscribe. Listen to uh, the conversation with Jelly. Jelly Roll is the biggest thing in music period right now. He's absolutely amazing, but his story's even better. And he's got a great documentary, or not a doc, but like a bio doc on Hulu, which is fascinating. So it might turn you on as a fan after you after you see and read all this stuff. Okay, I'll make sure to uh, um, check it out, man. All right, man. Have a good weekend. Hang on. We'll get your information. Get you those tickets. House of Mirrors is the third single from the deluxe edition of Hotel California with a K <laughs> from Hollywood Undead. Uh, it's a song of self-reflection and redemption. Uh, Johnny Three Tears had said in a prior interview, and um, when the collab went down, Jelly Roll says he's been a fan of Hollywood and Dead for a long time. So, and he kind of fits in that wheelhouse because he yes. comes from that rap background, and Hollywood and Dead would be considered that new metal, mm-hmm. that rap rock type of stuff. But I tell you this about Hollywood and Dead: same that I'd say about Papa Roach is those are two bands that anytime you purchase tickets to go see their shows. You get your money's worth and more. Every dollar, yes. And that's kind of how I gauge bands. And I've been to a lot of concerts. And you were talking about Nickelback and stuff. Nickelback, too. I've seen them a couple different times. They always put on a great show. But there are bands out there that, especially if you go see them in November and December, that they're just they're <laughs> phoning it in. And that's how you can always tell if the band really enjoys what they do. Go see them in November or December towards the end of the year. And see if they're just trying to make as much cash as they can before the end of the year. Yep. That's like uh, you're making a bet, though. I mean, you're betting that that you're going to go to an artist that really loves the fans. Yeah. Or see a band in their hometown. You oh, know, that's you, the best. You would think that they would be, you know, better than they would be anywhere else. And, yes, there's some truth to that. But if you go see a band in their own hometown, in their own hometown in December – that's not always the case hmm. because what they're doing is they're writing off their, their vacation home. <laughs> like if they're visiting family or something, uh-huh. they write it all off. Comedians do that all the time. It's so, genius. Anyway, congratulations, dude, for those Six Flags tickets. So uh, some of these concert etiquette questions that I didn't get to, is it okay to shout something funny at the artist? Uh, according to BuzzFeed, 23% said yes. I would be in that group, yes. You're shouting things at the artist. Yeah, if you got like if if there's like a dead spot in the concert and you think your voice will carry there and get their attention, I'm okay with it. Can't stand you people. Is it okay to try to touch the performer's hand? Yeah. Um, if you're front row, yeah. W- what makes you think that you can touch these people? If they reach out to you. A lot not of times. If, yeah, ahead. I would say a lot of times they they bend down, their hands is in the crowd. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you touch it? Okay, it's diff- that, that's not what I said. Is it okay to try to touch the performer's hand? I didn't say that they were reaching out to you. Well, how else would you be able to touch them if they're not close enough? Oh, I well, they what they walk through the crowd. Oh no, like just randomly walking through. 
if a perform if somebody performing came close enough to me that I could touch them, I would, depending on who it is, probably reach out, try to get a handshake or something. Yeah. Well, it's not a petting zoo. They have to be reaching to you, I think. Absolutely. That's like the so rude. Why would you? You wouldn't do that to anybody else. No, but everybody's not famous. So you just want to touch a famous person? It depends on who it is. You're the problem with concerts right I now. I guess I'm the problem. 58% say no. Is it okay to bring a huge poster you made and hold it no. up? No. That keeps people behind you from seeing, but I think the posters are cool. I do too, but <laughs> I understand you're blocking people's view. 32% said yes, 68% said no. Is it okay to sing along at the top of your lungs? Yeah, absolutely. It's a concert. Yeah, it's about a 50-50 split. You can't hear anyone else anyway. There's always that one guy that for some reason has that certain... It's the right frequency that it pierces. Yeah, <laughs> and it's always off, and you can yep. just hear like... Man, shut up. How do you know all the words to every song? If you need to use the bathroom or get a drink, is it okay to climb over people's seats to get out? If they're empty, yes. Yes. Well, yeah. I would hope so if they're empty. <laughs> but what if somebody's sitting there and they're not there at that moment? Yeah. Yeah. If it's empty, climb over. I say that because there have been people who have climbed over a seat I'm sitting right in. Like, excuse me. Like, no, you're not even on my road. What are you doing? Only 14% think that's acceptable. Well, I think that's more acceptable than making everybody get up and you slide and oh, slide yeah. and slide in. It's They're really poorly put together, like venues. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, they, they don't think about, like, that's how problems start. Mm-hmm. That's how beers get knocked over. That's how fights start, you know, because you're trying to, you know, do what airlines do, cram everybody in. I think everybody's freaking out because people are over the airlines cramming, taking all your money, charging you an arm and a leg, hmm. then cramming you in these seats. I have my phone. not giving you food. Right. I <laughs> can't even have nuts. I had my phone ready at the um, concert that I just went to because this guy sliding through in this space there is very small and cramped. And he was trying to be cool, I think. They were drinking a beer or something, and he took his, like, cup and put it up to – like the girl's mouth or something, and her boyfriend takes the, the guy and just shoves him down the aisle. Wow. I was like, oh. This is that blink? Yes. <laughs> right really? in front of me, the row in front of me. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So that's the problem, you know, especially if you're a bigger guy. Like Nelson's, a, I'm, a, I'm a, not a small guy, mm-hmm. but Nelson's a real big guy, right? Yeah. So if you're going down the aisle, you have to first make the decision, are you going to face the people in your aisle mm-hmm. or are you going to face away from them? Right. And it's a catch-22. <laughs> if you're facing the people in your aisle, it's really awkward. It is, because yeah. <laughs> you're so close. I mean, you're you're eye-banging every single person <laughs> all the way down. I'm sorry, you're mouthing, like, sorry, you know, so they can see, sorry. Right. You know, like, Steve Madden, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> you know, so that's weird. And if they're still sitting down, they're supposed to get up. Yes. Because that makes things easier. But if they don't... Then you have people that are at ding ding level, mm-hmm. which is like you're going down a row of like uh, glory holes, you know. <laughs> so the catch twenty two is if you do the opposite and turn backwards, you turn backwards. You're putting a butt in their face. You're putting now. You're putting a butt in everybody's face, which is safer on that side. But on the other side, you're resting your testicles on people's heads. Yeah, but I'd rather have. Mm, I guess I don't know. It's a it's a trick. 
There's a lot that goes into the rows at the console. If you just would make it like a foot wider. Exactly. That's all you got to do. Get in here. You can't even sit down without your knees banging. Americans are overweight. Make it a foot wider. Yeah, stop making things like it's the 30s. Stop making them like parking spots. You know? Is it okay to film entire songs on your phone? Yes. If it's not obstructing someone else's view, sure. Uh, 53% said no. 47% said it's fine. Half of them said go ahead and film the whole concert if you want. It's your memories to look back on. Why does somebody care? Well, the the argument would be, the argument would be, you know, just put your phone out and enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody does that anymore. They don't do it at concerts. They don't do it at weddings. They don't do it at funerals. They don't do it anywhere. Oh, I I, I don't disagree with you on that. So, what if you? I, th- I don't know if I asked this question before. I thought about this when I was at Depeche Mode. What if you uh, FaceTime somebody at a concert? Should you get in trouble because they didn't buy a ticket? I've done that so much. <laughs> I don't it's think a, so. It's an interesting gray area. I can see the argument on both sides, but it doesn't bother me. But if that's the case, then you got to get the people that go live. If I were Mr. Mode and I saw that, I would have come up in the stands and been like, bitch, give me $60. <laughs> no, because some people go live and stream the whole thing. If it's an in-demand tour like a Taylor Swift right now, which is mm-hmm. ridiculous, is it okay to go to multiple concerts on different days? If you have the money for it, go ahead. Yeah, knock yourself out. Exactly. I I, I can never remember this band. I will never forget, though. It I was a concert. I was working uh, back in Atlanta. And whoever this, this rock group is, the people that follow them are like these hippie people. And they got flowers in their Widespread hair. Widespread panic. It, I don't know. It has to be. Mm, that could be it. But, but they're, look, these yeah. people told me that they just follow the band from widespread country panic. to country. Because yeah. they had all these Winnebago's. And I'm like, who are these people? I'm telling you. Widespread. I know. I, I'm positive that's who it was. So, yeah. I mean, I saw it in real time. That's the first time I knew that people did that. <laughs> that's the most wasted I've ever been at a concert was Widespread Panic. Show. Widespread Panic. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, I could do without. I remember when we had to go stay at the La Quinta because we were having renos in our house. Yes, I remember that. And all those people from, you know, they're even all the way that north, they're sleeping <laughs> in the lobby mm-hmm. and stinking out the joint. Oh, yeah, yeah they smell They're all bad. hippies and, and, and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, so. Well, there's a girl that we know that is following the Taylor Swift concerts all over. I don't even think she works, has a job anymore. I just see her going from state to state to country to country. Following. Somebody that we know? Yeah. How are Ooh, they I got to find tickets? out who that is. I didn't Dallas. see it. Oh, she's a big Taylor Swift fan. And I've just seen her go to every like she was in New York and think she's in wherever she's at now. And I'm like, you know, good. like I think that's cool. Like if you can have if you can find the time and check that off your bucket list. Now, I don't know if it's for me because you're for the most part, essentially seeing the same show over and over again. Mm-hmm. I kind of get bored, even with my favorite bands after a little bit. Exactly. Right. I need like a 20 to 40 minute set uh-huh. and I'm good. Just give me the hits and let me go. You know, I don't need, I mean, Taylor Swift's putting on like a three hour concert. There's not one artist I can think of that I'd do that for. One show for me is always good enough. Three hours? I mean, Beyonce's show is long, but you don't even know how long you've been there because it's amazing. You're saying stay for three hours? I would. Mm-hmm. Okay, you would stay. Yeah, yeah. I did. I do a, I do a six-hour tool show. I I would go to watch them do their entire discography. Well, lucky for you, you are a tool twenty-four-seven. Amen, baby. <laughs> what I did there. I saw what you did there. <laughs> I caught it. <laughs> I can bring it back around in a perfect circle. She doesn't get that. That went over my head. That was a good one. That was a great one. Yeah, but she doesn't get that. Oh. A perfect circle is a band. That would be another band fronted Boom. by. Boom. May. 
Maybe. Sure. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe Nard. <laughs> Maybe not Nard. <laughs> All right, fourth and final round of headlines. What do you got? I'm going to tell you when you may be able to regrow your teeth and what beloved rock band is saying goodbye. All right, get you all that here in just a minute. It's the BS on 98 Rock. Stand by for news. News, 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 news. It's time for today's top two. Headlines. All right, here we go. Fourth and final round of headlines. Nikki D. If you want nice new teeth, I may have the plug. Eight seven. Problem is, you ate too many candies when you were a kid and your teeth are in terrible shape. One root canal led to another and before you knew it, your mouth was a network of dead nerves and expensive silver crowns. Researchers in Japan have developed antibodies which suppress the gene USAG1. And what this gene does is it limits the growth of your teeth. So they did test runs on mice and ferrets and they've determined that they can get a third set of teeth to now grow in your mouth so they're going to start human trials july of 2024 and if all goes well and those teeth start coming in by 2030 they may have the actual medication out or i don't know if it's gonna be on shelves i'm sure it'll be in dental offices where dentists will uh monitor it but it'll help you throw grow a third set of teeth possibly why would you want a third set of teeth for people that have to wear wear dentures once you get after you get that second seat of permanent set of permanent teeth and they start coming out wait a minute okay so third set of like like adult teeth 2.0 exactly you mean to replace the teeth Uh uh-huh Oh, I thought you meant on an addition. Uh-uh. No, 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 Doubling no, 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 no. Up like a shark and rose. <laughs> Not yeah, in that's addition. That's I'm like, what are you too. talking about right now? Why is this good news? Who wants all these teeth in their mouth? People that sets. don't have them. Okay, I understand now. So you're saying that people without my mother doesn't have teeth exactly, right now. Exactly, that wear dentures. Okay, I say, mom, go to the CVS, mm-hmm. get the teeth growing pills. Boom. Boom, you got another set of teeth that's coming gotcha. in. Gotcha. And I'm sure what dentists will probably do, like how right now, I have missing teeth that what they would bridge them or put false ones in, they probably go ahead and give you the medication once you have them to just grow them one at a time, and it will prevent you from having to get a full rack done. I'd take the full rack anyway, though. Isn't that kind of weird that, like, my grandmother, I never knew her to have teeth. Right. But like, that was, nobody had teeth when we were growing up. Like, the generations above us? You know, I grew up thinking my mother had wooden teeth. That's awesome. Why I don't did know, you think they were wooden? I, I could have swore one day somebody told me they were wooden. I just believed it. Anyway... My grandmother, God rest her soul, everybody, I love my grandmother more than the world itself, uh, passed away December 99. But my memory of Graham would not be the same if she had teeth. Uh Uh-huh. Like the noise that- The clicking around? Yeah, the clicking of her dentures- her taking it out and, you know, her laughing without her teeth. And <laughs> it was like all those memories I have were surrounded by her not having teeth. It right. sounds like they're whistling when they talk without teeth. Yeah. That's how my grandma was. Always in her bathroom next to the cord that you'd pull if you needed an emergency. There was this uh, lavender plastic con- you know, open container where she would put her dentures in. And she had an actual hairbrush next to it, like a hard my bristle. My grandma used a coffee mug. That's where she kept her tension. Catch your dip, right? You know, and you would hear you'd hear her scrubbing and cleaning. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I don't want my eighty-five-year-old grandmother to have veneers. Yeah, right. Right. I don't want them to look like Matt Dillon and something about Mary. And weren't they so not vain back in that day too? Because my grandmother had a, a boyfriend that later would 
well, she married my grandfather, but she put her teeth out and she didn't care if he saw him. She didn't care if whoever saw him. They would be right in the bathroom on the sink. Well, now women would not do that. No. Well, I'm sure that was by his request. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's nasty. It's called yum yum gum gum. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's my grandma. Nasty. Grandma's still alive? Yeah, she is. Yeah, still oh, no yeah. teeth? No, she still wears dentures, but she, she yeah, keeps them in. I almost never see her with them out. Boyfriend's yeah. still around? No, my grandfather passed away. How's she feel about like bearded guys in their 40s? N- no, nasty. I need Don't a sugar mama. I'm not talking Don't about yum yum gum grandma. gum. No, if no, you're no. Gra- how old's your grandma? She's 80. She just want a new boyfriend? No, like, she is she out not. there at the club? No, nope, she's not. She's Same. at home well, kids being a grandma. I bet you she goes online. She gets on her, you know, what is it called? Twitter bug? Later bug? What yep. is the phone they got? The ladybug. Ladybug? <laughs> she gets on her ladybug. She goes out there and she just says, I'm sure she's gorgeous. You know, she is. Beautiful, 81, 80 years old, single, black female. She's black, right? She is black. <laughs> black female. <laughs> black female without teeth. No, she does not. W slash O teeth. Just tooth emoji. Her inbox would be blown up. Uh-huh. She would have guys all over creation trying to get a hold of that. She has no time for the men's. No, well, thank you. Well, she's, she, I mean, how's her? She's a classy lady. How's her neck? Her neck is great. It works fine. Okay. Thank you. Just checking. All right, second story. The Eagles are done, and I can tell you why. H8. This is the song you grabbed? I didn't grab it. She has been trying to find specifically that version for her joke, I'm sure, the entire day. Out of all the Eagles songs, you grabbed that? This is my favorite song, okay, and I love this song. Did you not hear what she said before it, though? The Eagles are done, and I can tell you why. He didn't, he didn't get my joke. He doesn't ever want to get my jokes, but he wants me to get all of his jokes. It's fine. Well, the difference are mine are funny. Mine was funny, too, if you would have listened to it. Okay, I'll tell you what. On Sunday, I want to give you a buzz, so I'll laugh then. Give, oh, no, it'll be too late on Sunday. I'll find some time between 12 and 12.10. Oh, please. 52 years after the band was founded, this is according to Newser, and seven years after the death of co-frontman Glenn Fry, the Eagles are getting ready for what they're calling a long farewell tour. They're going to kick this off in Madison Square Garden on September the 7th, and this tour is going to go all the way through 2025. Yeah. yeah, that's a long. Tour. Yeah, that's what they. You know, that's what you they don't do. believe them. I, I don't. It's not I don't, whether it's I believe them. I don't know, but it's that's what they do. They're like, yeah, what's our, it's our, uh, uh, it's our last tour. It's gonna last forty years. Calling right. a swan yeah. song. There's gonna be different legs of this tour. Uh-huh. It's gonna be called numerous things, but it's gonna go for forty years, and we're all in our seventies. <laughs> so, but are you this gonna is, go? Uh, I'm Since not. they're saying it's farewell, nah. are you seen them enough? Yeah, no, I've never seen. Uh, no, I've seen. I've seen them. I have seen them. My oh, wife's okay. just shaking her head. I have. I'm seeing a head nod. You have seen them. What? What did I say? Chastain. Chastain. I saw the Eagles. No, we saw Joe Walsh. Gotta pull you, go. it up. you got the microphone right there. We saw them at Chastain in Atlanta. No, we saw them. No, nope, we, we saw Joe Walsh. We didn't see the Eagles. We did. I mean, he is an Eagle. But this was just Joe Walsh. No, no, no. We Love saw the Joe Eagles. Walsh. Uh, I believe y'all did too. I feel like I remember mm. that concert. Okay, we saw them. Yes. We did. We saw You them. were there. I was there. She I keeps remember. receipts, so watch her pull out a picture in a second and show you. I got you. Okay, I was there. You want to know a little cool Eagles facts that yes. nobody probably knows? Peter Stroud, the guitarist for Cheryl Crow, 
was asked to join the Eagles, and he turned it down to stay loyal to Sheryl Crow. I remember you telling me that. Yeah. Absolutely remember that. I mean, and I think that's neat if you find somebody that loyal. <laughs> on many levels. I mean, just to say that you were in the Eagles, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you jump at the opportunity. Vince Gill jumped at the opportunity, right, to get in the Eagles. Oh, in a heartbeat. Joe Walsh. I mean, all these, you know. So, I mean, the Eagles are legendary. Not that I dislike the Eagles by no stretch of the imagination. I do. But, uh, like, he, you know, had to, re- you know, how did that conversation? Oh, I asked him. You know, I forget what he said, but respectfully declined. Because he went to Cheryl Crow, and she was like, I can't lose you. Oh. But he wasn't doing it to negotiate money. He was just saying, hey, how would you feel if I left the band after, I think it was like 20-some years? It's the Eagles. I know. Because it's the Eagles, right? It's good that she said no, and he honored it, because he could have been like, I got to go do what's best for me, lady. But I, I know appreciate a, it. Another guy, and this is probably not a bigger, bigger deal. I don't want to say his name. He's no longer in the business, but he was a bassist for uh, a fairly famous rock band. Like, if I said their name, most of you might know him. And he was asked at one time to replace uh, what Fuzz from Disturbed. And he turned it down because he was quitting the business. Wow. Sold all of his uh, equipment and just quit the business and just, at least in my world, disappeared off the face of the earth. He was really he committed to leaving. <laughs> like, totally disappeared. Gone. Gone. You want to go live yeah. a regular life. He's uh, not even on social media, I don't think. I don't think so either. All right. Last minute calls, comments, concerns, or texts. So I got one that said, uh, Bailey, stop saying sack. Yeah, the text said, uh, Bailey, stop saying sack is Sacramento and it deserves respect as such. Okay, and I apologize. I'm not ta- definitely not trying to disrespect anybody, but I was, I was, uh, I, not that I'm trying, I don't think I'm trying too hard. I was but, told that we're supposed to say right, sack. Right, we all were. I know like, I was. If you're from here, you just call it sack. Because I was saying Sacramento. So, <laughs> look, we're new. We're just trying to fit in. Mm-hmm. Try not, we're really not trying too hard. I mean, like overly hard, like goofy hard. But no. I'm not trying to disrespect anybody either. You know, I'm, I'm a guest right now in your house and I'm just trying to enjoy the party and fit in, right? Mm-hmm. So I got on a sweatshirt. I apologize. That's Sacramento mm-hmm. on it. No, yeah, didn't mean to. No disrespect. But now what's going to happen is somebody's going to say, ah, that guy's an idiot. Yeah, hey, we call it sack all the time. We dude. say sack. Right, exactly. All right, 916 909 0985. It's the BS on that as always, we appreciate you listening. It's the BS. My name's Jason Bailey. There's Nikki D. There's Nelson. Quickly, Billy in Grass Valley. What can we do for you, sir? Yes, sir. You don't have to be shameful about saying sack. I mean, you can call it sack town. You can call it sack of potatoes. I don't really care. Right. You know, you. it's really kind of, I, I think you guys are from the Atlanta area. I don't know if that's true. Yes, that's that, well, two of us are, correct, that's yeah. Accurate. Yeah, Atlanta kicks ass over Sacramento. I'm sorry. They were the oh, coolest wow. people down there. I'm from Detroit, but I've lived here most of my life. So, it's uh, like a strip mall of bad planning of roads. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, actually, I don't go to Sacramento unless I have to. <laughs> so, actually, but, I, I, let me tell you this. I, I actually prefer the roads here than there. They're bigger, they're wider, and there's whoever designed them were smart enough to put the turn lanes into the intersections. Like we didn't have oh, that back yeah. there. But anyway, so okay, so sack's good. So we can say that's what I thought. That's the guy was yeah. I don't want to upset anybody. You know, we're just trying to, you know, trying to kind of flashing mesh. gang signs and then whatever, but <laughs> you know, I mean well, it, well, I've lived a lot of places and I, I like Grass Valley because we got ten acres or out of the mix. Right. But uh Right. Everybody up here hates going to Sacramento. It's like going to 
a clogged toilet. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know now that we can we take his opinion on whether or not we can call it sack. Huh? Hold on. What? I said, can we take his opinion on whether or not we can call it sack then? If he thinks it's a clogged he's, toilet. He's yeah, he's not a big fan of Sacramento. <laughs> I don't think he was the best bar to set. I gotta put you on hold, Billy, because I gotta do something. But thank you for the call. Uh, all right, before we get out of here, um, so on Monday we usually do a game called Uber Smart, like around three fifty, but we're gonna stop doing that. It just it wasn't working. Didn't sound good to me. Plus Nelson's too lazy to get the audio, so like I got too much stuff going on. So I gotta find something else. So there's you know I got a little booklet of different things to do. What? Nothing. You trying to tell me that's not right? I'm saying I got the audio though. Yeah, but it wasn't good. That's what you, I don't want to argue, it's your show. You know what, it's funny, there was a, somebody posted something just the other day going, man, I can't wait till Monday's at 3.50, I love that game you guys did. I was like, oh, really? Anyway, so we're, we're, we're shelving it for a little bit, uh, until Nelson wants to work. So, here's the new game, it's called Chokey <laughs> and uh, I, out of my own pocket, by the way, have purchased gag balls for everybody on the show. Really nice ones. Nikki's got a purple one. Sacramento Kings purple gag ball. And did you notice it stretches? Yeah. Yeah, These are nice, huh? That's what made me gag. And Nelson's got red balls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I've got black balls. Nobody got blue balls. No, they didn't have blue. (laughs) The the game's real easy. Like, and you'll find out on Monday, you know, we'll have the prize and whatnot. You just call up, you got to figure out what the song is. And so on and so forth. So I just wanted to give a test run because these balls come in different sizes. I didn't realize that. And so I didn't know if these balls would be big enough. Ooh, these balls are definitely big enough. All right, you got a song in My front of you? My mouth is stuffed. My yeah. wife's in the studio, so she's going to see if she can figure out what you're singing. All right. All right. Just real quick, real quick. Just- <laughs> All right, stop. That was good, right? It was good. The, is, I got it from the beginning. Towards the end, it was a little, little scary. Well, yeah. What is it? Uh, uh, showed up in boots. What is the name of the Shut song? up in boots. Shut showed up, up is, in boots. Yeah. Friends in low places. Friends in low places. By. Guy Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Yeah. Your face. All right, Nelson. Would you like to try? Yeah, I'll go. All right, go ahead. By the way, you, you shouldn't rest the ball on the counter that everybody puts their hands on. Why is your ball okay. so far in your mouth? Okay, Ooh. go ahead. Let me hear all right, stop. You're going to die. Right? You know what? What is that song? I know. I now should have somehow. I know that song. Oasis. I, Wonderwall. Yes. Right. Yeah. Wonderwall. Right. You guys are doing good. good. One last okay. one. We'll get out of here. You do you me? It's on you. And go.
Do you I have any idea? I think the balls are in your mouth too far. <laughs> or something. You God, if like I had a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I think you put it in too far. Did you hear I, it? I heard it. Was it good? I liked it, yes. What? Did, did I nail it? Yeah, I, well, tonally, oh. I think you were just a little pitchy. Well, I had a big black <laughs> ball in my mouth, too, kid. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you singing? Nikki's was way better. Coming out of my cage and I'm doing just fine. Gotta be down because I want it all. Starting out with a kiss. I did it in a black this. I freaking love the killers. There's no killers fans in the show? No way, dude. It was only a kiss. It was only a kiss. Now I'm falling asleep and she's calling a cab while he's having a smoke. He's just taking a drag. He's just a little pitchy is all. Yeah. That's all we heard. I don't know what that was. What up, pitches? That was good. Aka bitches is what you are. Aka <laughs> I finally watched the first one of those, by the way. Oh, you. when you get to the third one, you're going to cry. I cried at the end of the first one. Oh, that's weird. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good movie. All right, yeah. we got to get out. We're going, we're going nighttime blueberry picking. Uh, Nikki. Uh, next week, maybe we'll get some blue balls. There you go. Kind of the ball guy. There you go. Uh, look, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a share at Listen to the BS on the threads, on the Instagram, on the Twitter, on the Facebook, uh, at The Bailey Show on YouTube. Subscribe and like. Please get the podcast, the Odyssey app, thebaileyshow.com. Look, over the weekend, you're probably going to have some drinks. That's all well and good. If you've had too many, please do not get behind the wheel of a car. I've lost way too many friends like that. We'll talk to you Monday at 3. Hey, bye. That's enough nonsense for today. This has been The Bailey Show. What?